internet. Welcome to episode one of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. If you saw it last week, that was episode zero. That wasn't real. This is the real first episode, episode one of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. I am Adam Gogan. Uh, I've got Travis Casey with me from all the way across the internet. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Travis. Um, so, how you doing, man? Doing good. I uh, bartended uh, an event down here in South Carolina called the Carolina Cup, which yep, yep. most people will be familiar with. Had a lot of fun. Um, Actually, I don't know was, if most people will be familiar with that. Most people in South Carolina will be familiar with that. Well, that's what I was saying. Most people <laughs> in South Carolina will be yeah. familiar with that. Um, it's like the Kentucky Derby, but not as prestigious in, in Camden, South Carolina, which is... Uh, yeah. It's basically a bunch of drunk 20-year-old uh, fraternity guys and sorority gals getting to put on their seersucker and big hats and well, uh, get It's hammered. also the, the same for the adults that used to do that back in their 20s. Yeah, it's kind of sadder. It it's a sadder there. situation for them, though, I feel like. It's, it's basically <laughs> an excuse to do a college football tailgate all day and not pay attention to the sport that is, is yeah. going on, which is a horse race. Yeah, hey, we'll get back to that in just a second, but I do want to talk about real quick uh, the beer that I'm drinking because it is freaking amazing. Um, I am drinking right now. It's called the Dragon and Passion Fruit Stump Knocker from Swamphead Brewery. Stump Knocker in Gainesville, dude. They're basically just a big old fish. Um, <laughs> you know, when you get fish, well, I caught me a stump knocker the other day. Uh, <laughs> it's from Swamphead Brewery in Gainesville, Florida. Um, so, I, Stump Knocker is actually their um, their like signature beer. This is Flagship. a yeah, their flagship. Uh, this one is that with dragon fruit and passion fruit. Oh, cool. Um, got a nice like pink pinkish hue to it. You got the Carolina glass this week. Oh yeah, got to represent. But it's 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 a pale ale, but it's also got some really nice sour notes to it. Oh, nice. And I've been waiting all week. Amy went to Gainesville for school this week, and I was like, hey. On your way home, you got to stop by Swamphead and get me a, a four-pack. <laughs> <laughs> so she did, and this I'm glad I picked this one. It is delicious. Uh, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking the Vincent Mango from New Salem. I like that Salisbury. name. It is good. <laughs> it's a hazy milkshake IPA with mango. Um, oh, wow. New Salem is out of Salisbury, North Carolina. They are currently my favorite brewery. I, I love pretty much everything they do. Uh, this is an eight percenter. So, starting the day off right, you know what I'm saying? This one is 5'9". Nice. Like Let's, you know, that's a great height for a person, too, I'd say. Is it? Yeah, because that's how tall I am. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect height. <laughs> Perfect alcohol content, too, for someone my size. <laughs> it's better than the, what was it, 10% fluffer nutters? Oh, I got, a, I got a big one coming here in a little bit. You ain't got to worry about that. Nice. I'm, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, why don't you uh, tell us a little more about your, your cup experience? Well, I basically just uh, bartended for a company. Our friend, Sarah, um, does the event coordinating for her foundation company. And they had a private event. And she said, do you want to come bartend this thing? And I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, an excuse to hang out with my friends and drink and get paid for it. So I haven't bartended in a while, so... 
<laughs> that was fun. Uh, I got the, we'll say critique. I think it was more of a compliment that my pores were really heavy. So, um, <laughs> too much. There's too much liquor in this liquor drink. It wasn't a too much. It was like a you're very generous type thing. Ah. So I was like, you know, it's paid for already, and the guy wanted everyone to have a good time. So, I, yeah, uh, man, and you know that means better tips. Exactly. So. so we had a good time, um, and I didn't, I didn't drink too much, so I'm, I'm very yeah, happy with how it turned out. I, I was with the mom yesterday calling you like, hey, dude, you better not get too <laughs> Don't drunk. Don't get fucked up. We got, <laughs> we, got, we got recording to do tomorrow, yeah. um, and I, I, that's always my fear is that one day we're going to do this and be hungover from the night before. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to be Which like, I'm sure will happen. It's going to happen but... at some point, but that day is going to be funny because we're, we're just going to be like, welcome to Jamie. cast. <laughs> and then all our, the, the listeners that we have will be like, thank God the episode is only an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh, so we did get some feedback uh, this past week. It's mostly from, you know, we've, we've had, we actually uh, broke a hundred views on YouTube, which was pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. A hundred views in a awesome. week. Which honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with. I'm happy with that. Um, as long as we can keep growing that and keep growing our audience week by week, I will be satisfied. Right. Um, and some of the feedback I got from like people like my brother or people who aren't really into gaming podcasts was that this podcast is too long. Uh, you guys, I, you're, you guys are a lot of fun, but uh, you know, two and a half hours, it's, that's quite a podcast. Right. And I, I hear it and um, I'm not going to change it. <laughs> just because you know we we have such a good banter and we have such a good time that um yeah. I'm just cut it down any shorter than what i think our conversation needs to be right um and i mean if the conversation runs shorter and we don't have anything else to say then yeah sure we might have an hour-long podcast but uh right. as long as we can we can keep it up and we have stuff to talk about then we're going to do it as long as it takes so yeah i think what's important is to get what you are you know trying to say out and like what you want to talk about as long as you get that out and, and you have like a good conversation and people are still interested and they still want to listen to you um the fact that we have i've talked to people who don't even play video games who have gotten through the entire two and a half hours um i think is a, is same, a good start same for here. us um yeah. so you know it is it is going to be long like the podcast that we're kind of emulating and, and taking stuff off from the ones that we personally like a lot are kind of long because that's just how conversations run for um, this type of thing and as long as you know we can we can keep doing it and then we don't have any dead zones and, and dead drops like i'm cool with with that kind of thing so you just wanted to have a day. <laughs> you just wanted to have dead air, didn't you? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long we can get, keep it for. So, <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever really going to be an actual problem. Um, but it was funny just now to see uh, how long I could keep that dead air going. Um, yeah, flounder in front of everybody real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so we've gone through what we're drinking for for the moment um so let's kind of get straight into it man what you what you've been and, playing uh it's been mass effect that is taking over my gaming life in a way that uh, it did you know 14 years ago it's amazing um, it, I, yeah. yeah i'm 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 loving it i uh so i'm trying to play it 
differently. We talked about this last week. I'm trying to play it uh, renegade, but I will say I got to a major decision point, which I will not spoil, where I made the not, I made the paragon choice. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. Like I, my my empathy level was too high. Uh, up and I, was just, I can't do it. Um, so I have a I, question about that, about the re okay. renegade and paragon. Um, so I know you're getting Renegade and Paragon points throughout the game, but then you have these big moments where you could switch it up. Like you've been playing Renegade, but then you picked a Paragon. Is that going to cancel each other out and make it to where you don't really get the benefits of Renegade or Paragon? I don't think so. As far as I know, so the only thing that I could see you not being able to do is like do the, you know how you have the red and blue trigger um, conversation things? Yeah. You would you might get shut off from one or both of those paths, but so far I if I have the um, points in like intimidate or charm, that's what I think you know is is what that comes off. Yeah, of. that dictates that more so than the paragon and rating points. So I don't think you're going to be cut off from any um, content or anything like that, or like not content, but like any kind of story paths that way. Um, I mean, you won't see the the paragon story path because what happens is those decisions will come back later in your, you know, on your playthrough in the second and third games. Um, but as far as like any kind of gameplay consequences, I have, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, you might so does have, that mean that it doesn't matter? Does that mean that it, Renegade and Paragon don't matter? It only matters in the, do you mean the point system itself or the choices? Because the choices do matter. The, they come the back. point system. I think that is purely like, uh, like a display they can put on your, you know, your squads, your, your level up screen or whatever. I think it's just showing you what kind of path you're going down. I don't think there's any gameplay consequences. Okay. I could be wrong. And I, maybe I'll be able to let you know, because I'm almost finished with the first game. Okay. Um, and that maybe that feeds into, I, I, but I think you get a clean slate with each game. So like when you start to. Oh, okay. And, but and don't your I, big decision, I, your big decisions do matter. Right. From so the, the first decision, game into the second game. So you're still making running God. Renegade and Renegade. Renegade decisions. The third, the third, uh, the third path. Renegade, yeah. <laughs> which is actually kind of what I'm doing because sometimes I'm just like I can't really, I can't pull the trigger on the uh, Renegade path. But <laughs> as far as like that, that display of of uh, you know points that you're getting that you're picking up, I don't, I, I don't know what effect that has on gameplay, if any. It certainly has not come into play so far in the game um, that, that I'm playing right now. Uh, maybe it comes into play later on in the series. I, I don't know. I don't remember, at least. Mm -hmm. I do not ever remember being like, okay, you chose this Renegade decision, so you can't choose this Paragon decision next time. I've never seen – that is that is 100% not the case because you okay. can make any decision you want throughout. The, you could play Paragon the entire way and then get to the very end and choose the Renegade path. I got you. And that's, um, that's kind of the con some of the controversy with Mass Effect 3 is that you no, know, your decisions do matter and they do come back to like, you'll see the effects of them. But at the end of the game, you can still choose like one of basically three paths and that, that'll be your, your ending for that game. Gotcha. So I, I don't think that those points are doing anything uh, like behind the scenes or anything like that. Okay. Um, so one thing that I've noticed is that even I'm I'm playing it mostly Paragon. Like I'll be an asshole if somebody's being an asshole to me in that game. I'll be an asshole right back. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the way that I played it the first time. Yeah. Like there's a couple people that I'm like, screw you, man. Like get out of my face. Um, <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, I'm being nice. But even when I'm making the nice decisions, mm -hmm. Shepard kind of comes off like a dick. <laughs> like Shepard is just 
he's just like this he's he's a dick no matter what like even if he's being he's trying to be nice he's still got this like tone in his voice that's like what you're you're questioning me like <laughs> and i found that to be really funny because i'm like wait i thought i picked the nice thing like yeah. why, why are you saying that that sounds really mean <laughs> i think that's two things i think it's one it's the voice actor that it shows for the male shepherd and the female shepherd um they just kind of have this like i mean you are kind of a I mean, a you're, a, you're a big guy in the military. Like, you, right. you're like you a, are to be listened to. You're above the law. I mean, at the very beginning of the, game, yeah. of the game, they set you up to be above the law. So I think that's the way Bioware wanted his attitude to be. Like, whether you're choosing the Paragon or Renegade path, you're kind of still like, listen, I'm going to do what I want. Like, You, can, you are a field agent <laughs> that can do can, whatever he wants. You can argue with me if you want to, but it's probably not going to work out for you in the end, you know? Um, yeah. I think that that's kind of the the way that, that that voice actor comes across to no matter what he's saying um he just kind of sounds like a dick <laughs> half the time yeah which is which is kind of funny i think yeah i think of, it's hilarious i i really i enjoy it because it, it throws me off sometimes and uh it just it's it's really making for an enjoyable <laughs> romp that's that's what i would call this game is a, a fun romp even though it's there's like romp. Dude, even though there is um, like really, really, really cool details and stuff that like you can dive into the the world building, it's still at the end of the day. I think it's a really just fun space romp with you and your your homies rolling through the galaxy, uh, mm-hmm. messing up the Geth. Right. And and um, I I just realized uh, that when I go into each like cluster, um, when it's there's like there will be like seven to 10 planets in each one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. there'll be two, sometimes there'll be 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. it's, but, it's bizarre how that works out. And you can like, some of them it's like scan and you just scan the planets. Like, Oh, you found gold on this planet. I'm like, Oh, well, why can't I go down and, and get the gold? I, I don't want to just read about the gold. I want to go down and see. It's like talking about how crazy this planet is. It's like, it's got nitrogen. It, it's only nitrogen in the air. And there's like frozen popsicle sticks flying through the air but you just yeah. you just get to read about it you don't get to go down and actually see it and i, I that's kind of disappointing but i under, i think that's just a product of the time perhaps it's, um, it's definitely a product of the time and um of the scope that bioware had the money for yeah um, does it get does it get better in like mass effect 3 or andromeda like do they get to the point where you can actually explore all the planets so you're still it's still going to be the exact style that you're seeing andromeda is completely different andromeda is more like dragon age where each planet is its own biome and you can kind of like go in there and you can only go to like five different planets in that game but each one is like a giant it's like a huge world for you to explore which is cool i I think andromeda is a better game than a lot of people give it credit for it but i don't think it comes anywhere near the original trilogy um but you 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 in two and three you're still doing the same thing where you're Two actually has a, a whole scanning planet like mini game thing that makes it a lot richer than what you're doing right now. It gives you a little bit more of that. You're still not landing on every planet, but you get to like kind of explore it in a way that you don't in in this game where you just like hit a button and read a text or whatever, which I think is cool. Like it gives it. Um, I appreciate the, the yeah, I appreciate what they're doing with it that they're, yeah. they're that it's there to build the lore and build the right. the world that you're in and 100. And some but, of the little stories they, they tell. Yeah, some of the stories are really neat. Like the codex, yeah. the codex yeah. in the game is codex. so cool. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a codex that I just want to dig into everything and read every entry. Yeah, that's not that's only read thing. it, but like even on the primary ones, you got that amazing voice, dude. The that voice, voice. Yeah, that great. voice is so good. Like I, yeah. I found it last night. Actually, I was going through the codex the other day, 
but I wasn't in the main section of the codex. Yeah, you were on the secondary or whatever. Yeah, so I went into the main page of the codex last night, and this guy with this just, like, golden radio voice <laughs> just starts <laughs> reading this stuff to uh -huh. me. And I'm like, read to me more. Read everything to me. Like, narrate this whole game, please. His voice is so amazing. Yes. Um, so that was really cool. And then um, another thing I opened up uh, last night, was uh the the specializations um sorry oh, yeah. if my camera's rocking it's because i'm literally recording this on a uh frozen dinner tray basically like a tv dinner tray that's what oh, i've nice. got my setup on um so that if my camera's shaking it's because i barely touched the tray <laughs> um Very nice. but i opened up the uh specialization skill tree last night and um mm -hmm. it, that i wasn't expecting that like that was something a nice a nice surprise um mm -hmm. you could either pick uh nemesis or shock trooper i don't know if those are the only two you can pick no because you know? mine were completely different than that okay um so i think it depends on how you um spec your because you're not really specking a character per se uh, you are i think you are i mean you, you you spec them in the beginning with like the three different attributes that you pick like the origin the the thing that yeah. happened to spur the moment that's true and yeah, then yeah. um and then what their class is so you do spec yeah. them like that in the beginning i'm more mean to leveling up you're not really specking because you get like you're gonna fill up all those power bars like by the end of the game it's just like which ones you want to fill first Right, exactly. So, but maybe, but you are unlocking certain skills through that as you go. So, like, if you were to put all your points into, you know, like the overload skill, then that that unlocks the skill right below it that you didn't have previously. So, yep. You, I guess you kind of are specking, but I guess by the end of it, it doesn't really matter because you're going to have all of those bars filled up anyway. Because um, yeah. there's only so many things you put points into, and then you unlock your specialization tree, and that is still just another single bar. Um, that they add to that and I if memory serve I could be wrong about this but if memory serves me correctly that changes in the second game and I think it unlocks a little bit more depth when you do like specialization okay. classes. <laughs> I I'm I really I haven't even touched like I unlocked specialization last night and then I was like okay I think that's a good stopping point for tonight and um, while I was waiting on you just now I opened Mass Effect back up and I forgot to even go back and look at the specialization tree so i haven't even looked at that yet but i picked uh nemesis <clears throat> which was basically a biotic boost and uh for yep. people that didn't listen last week i picked vanguard which is the biotic and shotgun class mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so i picked a biotic boost over the shock trooper which was basically a uh overall damage buff and a health buff um right. I thought the specialization of the biotic boost was just a little more intriguing and interesting to play around with than just a gener generic damage and health buff. Uh, yeah, um, I completely agree. And my, my two were like healer and something else. I think that might be based on the initial class you choose since you chose Vanguard and I chose uh, Infiltrator or, or no, Sentinel. I chose Sentinel. So maybe those are always the same um, specialization that you get depending on the original class you pick. I think mm -hmm. that's probably more the case than like your origin and your whatever. Or how you like or your playthrough, right? Exactly. So I think that's probably you probably can only go into those, and I I do think that the specializations in the second game are a little bit uh, deeper and, and more meaningful, and can change depending on your actions or, or what you do. I mean, I could be wrong, but we'll so see. from what I've heard through the grapevine, mm -hmm. is Mass Effect Two is like the one, like that is the chosen Mass Effect is Mass Effect Two. Yes. Um, 
if that's the case, man, I am so freaking excited to get to Mass Effect 2 because I am already enjoying Mass Effect 1 so much just as, a, as the story goes mm-hmm. that I, I'm having a hard time even imagining it being better. Mass um, Effect 2 is the, um, the leap in, like, in quality of life and gameplay. It is a leap from like Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2. Like it is that big of a gameplay leap. Um, cool. And there's a reason why it is the most celebrated of all of them. Like it, it, the story, the characters, the the way that they do. It's basically the Dirty Dozen um, film, or one of the that like a heist film, or or a, you know, a group of, of dudes or you know people going on a mission. Yeah. And, all right. That's um, enough. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the entire. Like you can look at the box art and see that. Like, that's. <laughs> The whole, yeah. the whole game is a, is a you know, oh. a Dirty Dozen's mission. <laughs> By the way, if I'm, if I start coughing and stuff in the middle of this, it's because uh, I had my second COVID shot two days ago mm-hmm. and um, I'm still not a hundred percent recovered. So <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, uh, this is just on a, a little aside. Yesterday I was running a 102.5 degree fever. Very nice. Um, my lymph node in my armpit swole up like an egg <laughs> and it's just hating you right now. it's my my my, my arm is still in that way um but luckily my fever's gone down and for the most part i feel fine but i still do have a little bit of a cough um i don't feel fluey and stuff anymore but if if i start coughing Fluey-y. and hacking up yeah it's a gross word <laughs> oh it was a gross situation it was a gross <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good descriptor of the situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, where where were we? Do you I'm remember? Just about specializations in Mass Effect. That's probably okay. Um, enough for that. I mean, like we'll, we'll yeah. get into more because we keep talking about two and three. We uh, let's wait until we get into those. Yeah, I'm just, week, I'm so excited. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> by next week, I should be into two for sure. I'm pretty sure I am gonna um to pivot to a different game. I am gonna buy the uh, Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne remake a lot of remasters going on right now yeah um because i bought the game on ps2 back in like the early 2000s i didn't know what the fuck shin megami tensei was back then i don't think any american really did i mean i'm sure mm-hmm. there were some, some hardcore gamers that, that knew about that i'm series, sure gersman but... knew what it was <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> um but like i i just thought the box art looked cool and i love rpgs so i was like let me give this a try and i didn't really understand i played a lot of it back then but i didn't really understand it and now I've become a huge Shin Megami Tensei fan, um, mostly through the Persona games, but I've gone back and played um, four on the DS and four Apocalypse on the DS, um, which are both great games. And this is the one that kind of leads into that. And I kind of like that it, it's very different from the Persona games because the Persona games are half school simulator, half RPG, and a lot more visual novel uh, than, than um, the regular mainline Megami Tensei games, which are very much hardcore old school jrpgs so there's um, not any like daytime like you gotta <laughs> decide what you're doing with no. this hour or that hour no you're, you're that was what turned me off the most from persona like i've tried i've tried persona 4 i've tried persona persona 5 and i just did not like the daytime simulator stuff then you then maybe the regular shimigami games are probably more um up your alley i yeah, yeah. i don't think that if you're not drawn in by the characters and stuff of Persona, um, the I do like the characters. This, I do like the characters. These Persona. are definitely a lot less realized and a lot less, uh, you know, uh, formal. It's just like JR. It's JRPG. Ask JRPG. 
Yeah, but you're not going to like new towns and like meeting a bunch of characters. It's mostly done. But you're catching, yeah, but you're catching these these spirits, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. It's, it's basically Pokemon and you're com- for adults, and you're combining them. Are the are yes, you doing so the Persona like, thing where you you're doing where all you... of that? Yes, one hundred percent. But you don't uh, get so. See, you that's what that's the stuff I loved. That's the stuff I loved in Persona. So you know how in Persona you can like make bigger fusions based on like your relationships with other characters. Yeah. Th- this doesn't have any of that. Good. It's all it's Good. all preordained. It's all pre-done. <laughs> like you you do you take these you know two or three personas and you fuse them to, or uh, demons and you fuse them together and then that makes your and it's 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 locked that way like there's no you know getting more power because of that i think you can get like more power based on other things you do in the game but it's nothing like what is in persona where you're you know strictly going based off of like how far you are in that person's like you know skill link or their their link tree or whatever. your relationship with them yeah. or whatever dude that sounds way more intriguing to me because that stuff was kind of monotonous and i didn't really enjoy it in the persona games and the the actual dungeon crawling and the pokemonification of that game uh that's what i loved about that game so i should i should probably play shin megami tensei yeah you should you should give the mainline series a try i think it's more um it's definitely more hardcore dungeon crawly like it, it those the games are incredibly difficult uh but it also maybe is a little more up your alley if you don't like. I think what you don't like about Persona is the visual novel aspect of it, which is, you know, going through the daily lives of these, you know. Figuring out where I don't want to figure out which alley to go down to talk to the the one person I need to find to progress the story. That's that stuff annoys the hell out of me. Well, that's a lot of JRPG. That's kind of just JRPG gameplays where you got to find the guy who's got like the one message you need. It says like use the silver key in this cave and <laughs> unlock stuff. Like that's yeah. Old <laughs> I, i'm not sure that if if you don't like that style of stuff maybe you still won't like this kind of game because it's definitely got its obtuse like how do i unlock the next you know uh, thing that i'm doing i might give it a shot how much does but it if you, you know how much it's going for how much it's, it's 50, selling for? 50? Mm-hmm. that's a that might be a little uh, rich for my blood i would wait a little <laughs> the, the shimigami games tend to go on sale um pretty deep but like you can get persona the original persona 5 for like 10 bucks now you get Royal for like 25 bucks when it goes on sale, which is the way to play that game. Royal is amazing. Um, but I got the recent Shinigami 4 Apocalypse Edition on DS, 3DS for like 15 bucks, and it was a 60 or $50 game when it first came out, too. So I think if you wait a okay. little bit while, like, especially because we have so many games on the dock coming up, um, you know, between Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Integrate, and um mass effect which i'm gonna be playing forever and apex uh i think dude mass effect is gonna take over my life i'm pretty sure like uh, we're gonna be talking about mass effect for a while i think especially because each game is so very different from each other yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of that and it's my first playthrough so like everything i find i'm like i want to talk about this i can't wait (laughs) i'm so excited um so uh i know we talked a lot about zelda last week uh, big news on my end, I did defeat Ganon. So you defeated all four of the beasts and then you went and fought Ganon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the, I've had the beast defeated for a while. Um, but I finally, after we talked last week, um, especially when I, the main thing that made me go beat Ganon is Mass Effect. <laughs> you just wanted to <laughs> I was like, get I need to, your attention. I can't, I can't split my time up between these two games. It's just too Absolutely. much. Yeah, um, so I was like, I guess I'll just go ahead and end it. Um, I've had I've had my run with it. I've I've played a hell of a lot of Zelda and um, got to Ganon. And like you were saying, that fight 
is kind of underwhelming. That fight, yeah. um, it's it, it's a non thing. Like when, by the time you get there, because you're so you powerful. have to fight. You have to fight a really powerful Lionel right before you fight him. Did you? Which is the, harder than the yeah the Lionel fight. fight. All I the Lionel actually, fights are harder than any of the Ganon fight. I think. Yeah, this Lionel in particular hit me one time and I was dead. And, dead. Yep. and I had, yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I had Mifa's Grace, so I respawned immediately. Right. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I never had to use Mifa's Grace. For Ganon. Against Ganon, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's the exact same. By the way, uh, since I never got my <laughs> Breath of the Wild back from uh, one of our friends, I am buying it again because it's on sale for the first time. No way. Market. Are you kidding me? It's on it's sale? On, it's on sale for, well, it's on sale. It's on sale for 40 fucking bucks. It's been okay. out for five years. Who um, has your copy? Wes. Oh, you got to get that back, dude. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> hard getting shit from people that you never see anymore. That's true. Um, I'd rather just buy it again, like have a fresh thing and, and not have to worry about it, honestly. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. one of those things. But uh, anyway, so so I get to Ganon, and um, he's basically, his fighting style is kind of a cross between a Guardian and a Lionel that can crawl on the walls. Yes, yep. Um. And the Lionel attacks that he does are actually easier to dodge than an actual Lionel attack. But his Guardian attacks are just your regular run-of-the-mill Guardian attacks. Um, so right. he's, got a, he's got a laser beam. By the way, again, spoilers <laughs> for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Ten minutes into me talking about the end boss. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he's got, the, he's got the laser that is exactly like a Guardian laser. Um, and then he's got a basically a giant Lionel sword that's a flaming giant Lionel sword. Right. Yes. And uh, mm -hmm. that sword is super easy to dodge. Uh, so, and because I defeated all four of the Divine Beasts uh, when they first when I first start that final boss battle, the, all the all the heroes get together and they blast yes. their lasers at him. Super and then fucking he, cool. Super cool. Oh, dude, that that was so good. That was so yes. good. Like the way like it gives each of them their individual moment. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. talk they like this is we're all coming back for you again and it's time mm -hmm. let's go and boom everybody hits them with the laser Such a great and um so everybody does that and then the laser actually comes down from the ceiling and like mm -hmm. rocks him and uh then you start the fight and he's at half health um then so that's a huge bonus for you but then like you get him down to a quarter health and it's kind of he switches and mm -hmm. he starts glowing red and um I could not, for the life of me, mm -hmm. figure out how to do any damage to him in this second phase. I wasted so many arrows, so many bombs, um, trying to do damage to him. And what mm -hmm. it, what you got to do is you got to deflect his laser back right. at him. Which is a nod to um, Link to the Past when you're fighting Agamemnon the first time and you're like deflecting his yeah. blast back at him. That's the only way you can hurt him. So I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. And I, I, I eventually do. Cause I, during the game, I didn't deflect anything. I did all, I did flurry rush for everything. I dodged and did flurry rush. That was my way of, of defending. I didn't deflect at all. Wow. So when I was at this last boss and that's the only way to do any damage, I'm, I'm, kind I'm not even thinking about, I'm not even thinking <laughs> yeah. about deflecting. And so mm -hmm. I, I was just shooting arrow after arrow, trying to time it right and everything. And nothing was doing anything. I eventually had to Google it. I was like, how the hell do I do damage to final boss Ganon? And um, <laughs> that's great. So I saw it. And then I, 
I was so bad at def- – I, I, I had him down really low on health because mm. you do do a tiny, tiny bit of damage if you just shoot him with your arrows. Um, but it's, it's so minuscule that it – but I had done it so much that I did have him down really low on health. Right. And, um, but I – because I had never deflected anything in the whole game, I was really bad at it. And uh, so, so uh, luckily, um, the – the Goron, what's the Goron hero's name? I can't remember. I, it's been so long. So but he, his his uh, buff that you get when you defeat that divine divine beast is basically a sh- uh, a, a, a protection shield, shield. <laughs> a protection shield. And so even though I wasn't actually deflecting anything, that was deflecting the thing back. At so him. you cheesed it like Dark so, Souls style. <laughs> well, I only had to do it twice. I actually i had, I had him so low on health that I, I like his thing From deflected it once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many arrows did you use a hundred at least a oh hundred like a hundred because i had how long did that fight take you like a half hour oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> dude and uh i i mean i had 121 lightning arrows to start that match with and i used and i got down to about 20 and then i oh use all my and God. then i also use i also use probably about 40 bomb arrows and uh and like probably like 30 regular arrows i mean you know you got them you're not going to use them for anything else after you use them because when you beat the game it just pops you back like in yeah like right before, before yeah began. i didn't like that i did not like I, that I, I i will tell you i used to be on the fence about this kind of gameplay thing and, they, and i do not like that style I no i didn't like it at all i want the, there the to be a reason, reason. Yeah, yeah come up with a story reason why the world is you, know, you can change the world as long as like still going to the shrines and you know, do I don't, I mean, I don't see there why can you totally, to. yeah, there can totally be like something that's like, uh, you've defeated Ganon, but his, his darkness is still Fingers. on the world or something. Yeah. And now you have to go. And so, yeah, I really don't, I was really disappointed in that, that I was well, just you, spawned right in front of the castle. The castle, yeah. Before if the fight. It, if you think about it, the, the shrines are pretty disconnected from the, like, Ganon storyline. Like, the shrines are just kind of there, you know, they're ancient technologies and stuff. Mm. So, you could at least have it where, like, I understand, like, maybe the Divine Beast wouldn't still be there. Like, that wouldn't make any story sense. But I, I think you could still do so. Like, they could still, they could, the, of Ganon one, still one thing that would kind of suck is if you uh, couldn't fight the Guardians anymore. Because you have to, you have to fight Guardians in order to get a lot of, like, cool tech. The, 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 the pieces to build yeah. shit, yeah. So they could they could easily have just said, "All right, Ganon's gone, but his darkness still lingers, and we've right. still got to defeat these guardians or whatever." And, and also, that would, it's a video boom, game, there you so go. Just let us have fun with our video game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but it, like to 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 have me defeat Ganon, and then like if I load back in, mm-hmm. not have defeated him. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. I will say shitty. I will say this. I think you got the um DLC right. You you bought the master okay. the master collection or whatever it's called. So mm-hmm. the DLC for that is really really good and it comes with an incredible new game plus mode so you kind of don't even have to worry about that um like the don't tell me that don't tell me that i'm gonna have to buy dlc now i I wouldn't do it for i'd give yourself a break and then come back to it because you'll the the dlc is really good you get a fucking motorcycle (laughs) you get a motorcycle get a motorcycle it's like a guardian i think I, it looks like the ancient motorcycle. armor yes oh it, it, yes yeah. oh yeah it's, i remember seeing that fuck. it's so oh cool. dude i'm gonna have you, to um, get it the, I the, get thing, it. the thing that i don't so there's i think there's two dlc packs and one is like the new game plus mode with the motorcycle and the armor and stuff like that and the other one is like an extra story quest but the story quest 
I could be misremembering, it could be the other way around. The, this dungeon might have come with the armor or the motorcycle, but one or the other. But it comes with this like master trials thing. And it's okay. basically the bullshit that you had to do for the Master Sword, which is one of the worst parts of that video game. Yeah, too. I hated the Korok Trials. Right. So it's that with like a hundred levels to it. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> There's no way I'm ever gonna play that, especially that in like the awful. hard mode. Yeah, I don't think it's I mean, quite as bad there's as the a Master Sword there's stuff. A but, couple, yeah. There's a couple of the trials that weren't that bad. I liked the one where you only had like a wooden bow and a wooden shield. Right. I like the stuff that in that game that challenges you with, with uh, like do something with this bad equipment. Right. I, I enjoy oh, yeah. that because then it forces you to think tactically about how you use your stuff. And I, um, I, I like any time they take you outside of your comfort zone in that game and like make you do stuff. But like, like the stuff that the stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. The, but just like I think what the the master trials like DLC thing does it does that and it's a little less punishing than the um master sword stuff but it's not it's still not compelling in the way that like the one of the best aspects of that game is to just the seeing something in the horizon and go into it and being mm -hmm. like I see that I can go you know check it out and see what it is there's none of that when you just get like a dungeon that, that it just wants you to go through and do these like trials and stuff I think that kind of misses the point of what makes Rust so is it so is it in is it in Hyrule or is it like they take you to somewhere else I can't remember it's been a while since I because I got it right when it first came out um I think that you warp somewhere it's still considered in Hyrule but I think you like warped it's like know, its own like a, separate place it's like a dungeon yeah like a like when you go inside a shrine or, or anything like that where you're like gotcha in, you're in the world but you're in a separate you know instance basically and it's 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 good. I, I think the stuff you get from it, like the the armor and the swords and, and all the little trinkets and stuff, are super cool. But I'm not sure the uh, the story and gameplay stuff is quite uh, up to snuff with the rest of the thing. But I will okay. say the, the master quest, I think, is what they call it. That's the new game plus mode. Super dope. Super cool. Definitely worth replaying the game again. And that's what I'm going to play when I get my new copy of it because okay. I never finished. The new I'm going to have to. Mode. I'm going to have to get that probably after I play through the the Mass Effect trilogy. For sure. Or I'll probably play Andromeda after. I don't know. It, 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 who knows? It, do not play Andromeda before you play Mass Effect, the rest of it, because the Ooh. game in Andromeda is so good compared to... No, I won't. I wouldn't do that just because I don't want to mess up the story in my head. Well, you, you um, wouldn't. Yeah, Andromeda but... It's very different, but... <laughs> still. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, But as far as the uh, Korok challenges go, like, I know you were saying it's 100 levels of that, and that does sound awful to me. Like that, that sounds terrible, especially when I think about the one where you have to stealth behind the, oh, uh, the little Korok. That game is a fucking nightmare. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad, dude. I got so frustrated. I, I almost quit the game right then and there. Like I've loved, I'm like, I've loved everything about this game, but this part is so terrible that I and want to the, quit. I think it's before you get to that, but when you're in the, the Lost Woods and you have to go like the pathway to get through to find that exact spot. Once you, you figure out how, pathway. yeah, once you figure out how to find it though, it's super easy. Right, but but you have no idea when you walk into that woods, that, that I think it's the way the wind blows or something like that, yeah. if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. You gotta and have like, a torch out. Yes. You gotta like, have a torch out if and you don't follow know that the before flame. you go in there, like you're just walking around and it keeps warping you back and it is the most maddening thing ever because I didn't even know there was a puzzle to it at first. I was like, yeah. You know, just walking around, and I kept giving more back, and I was like, "You have got to be fucking." About the fifth time it happened, I was like, "Got to be fucking kidding me!" Like, did you Google it? Did you Google it? Oh, I had yes. I was. Yeah, I, I, the I first was time. So frustrated. The first time I played it, I was. I did the exact same thing happened. I got so pissed, and after about an hour, literally an hour, I, yeah. I finally Googled it because I hate googling stuff in games unless me I just. Too. But um, if I, I get Googled to the point where I'm getting mad and I might quit the game, 
then I'll Google it. Yeah. Because I'd rather, I'd rather just know the answer than, unless it's something like with Dark Souls, I I try like with Dark Souls very rarely to Google stuff. My first playthrough, the other ones I'll be like, how do I break this video game? But my first playthrough with any Dark Souls game or Bloodborne type game, I want to like do everything myself and discover everything myself. Um, So I try not to use Google at all for that. But if it's something like Zelda or just something you know. super frustrating like uh, yeah I googled it the first time but then when I went through the second time and found it I was like ha 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 I know I know how to beat this and it was it took me 10 I got seconds. you game <laughs> took me 10 seconds I was like I'm yeah. so smart <laughs> yeah that does make you feel um when you pull because it still kind of takes a little bit of like you're watching the way the wind blows and your torch and everything it does take a little bit of skill and stuff um but monster, <laughs> monster brought his, his toy and he wants to it's like why aren't you paying attention to me <laughs> hey buddy um but anyways i think that's an, i think that's enough zelda we've we talked our heads off about zelda last week too um so yeah. Uh, another thing that I, I just kind of popped back into recently, the last couple of nights, has been Hades. Um, another one of a, just a phenomenal masterpiece of a game. Um, it is uh, who who was the dev of Hades? Um, uh, Super Giant. Super Giant. Yeah. So they did Bastion and Transistor um, and Pyre. Yeah. Did they do Pyre? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so this is, this is their fourth game. And uh, I think it's by far their best game. Um, I played, I played Bastion. I haven't played Transistor or Pyre. Um, so Transistor is my favorite of their games. I, more I so than Hades? A, I think Hades is a better game objectively, but the, I more vibe with that cyberpunk aesthetic than the uh-huh. uh, also Transistor has these really cool like combinations and stuff you can do. Never seen a game really do that before. Um, but Hades is definitely much more of a polished and fun experience. I think Hades is one of the most pure fun games yeah. I've ever played. And I think um, subjectively, I, I vibe more with the Greek mythology stuff. Oh, yeah. It's I, it's freaking it's amazing, man. Yeah. Like the 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 relationships that they build between the characters. And I have put probably thirty to forty hours into Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually beat it for the eighteenth time today, and. And that's, that's um, so you've done all the stuff. You've got all the story unlocked, all that. No, no, dude. There's still you had to beat it ten times, and then you got you beat better. it. You beat it ten times, and then a story beat happens. Um, and oh. then and then, but then there is still so much more to unlock after that. Oh, like I'm, so cool. I'm that's still awesome. uh, like just today. So there's these. Um, for those of you that haven't played Hades, it is a roguelike um, where basically you are the son of Hades. Your name is Zagreus. Um, and your mother is Persephone, um, who is Hades' wife. She has gone to Earth. You are trying to reach Earth to go see your mother. Um, and you've got to battle your way out of Hades to get there. And um, Hades, your father, is trying to keep you. Yeah, and he's he trying to keep you there to... because there's something that he doesn't want you to know. By that you may find out by by meeting up with meeting Persephone. Your mother. Yeah, and um, so your your whole goal is to get out, and then once you get out, um, there's a really cool story hook for why you get brought back in, and why to you have going. to keep yeah. doing the loop. And so mm-hmm. that that whole that whole process is just absolutely masterfully created. And um, one of the coolest things about Hades is how they tie in the idea of a roguelike resurrection and and the the reason you would keep going they make it a story thing which no game to my knowledge 
has ever really i mean like dark souls kind of does that and, and dead cells kind of did that yeah, i was gonna in, say dead cells a little bit but, but it does, not they don't, in the not, not as the well depth that this has like this is literally tied into the fabric of the characters that the character that you were specifically playing as and his relationship to all the other the greek pantheon and persephone your mother um and even even the enemies and stuff that you're fighting they have a clear story reason for why they're there and why they're trying to stop you from you know and in between run, in between runs you get to go and talk to potentially people. the people that killed you uh, <laughs> yes. because they're 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 in hades house and their job is to stop you from getting out and so they're chilling in hades's house and um one of my favorite runs, recurring, you go talk to her one of my favorite recurring um like conversations you have is with meg Oh, Meg's great. I love Meg. Like your, your I keep giving her lover. presents. I keep giving her presents because I want I want to have a relationship with her. <laughs> so she's clearly <laughs> like your former lover or whatever, right? Yeah. And um, and you keep and you keep fighting her, and and you, by the time you get pretty good at that game, you're probably going to beat her every single time, and you guys just talk shit to each other the entire time. Oh yeah. And it's so funny. I really like how they did that and set her up and and made her. And her sisters are also funny too, especially the oh, one who's yeah. like batshit insane. She's the one who's just like murder. And the way that Zagreus reacts to her is is she's like, he's like he's like, uh, murder? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> um so on on a quick aside, uh I'm opening up my second beer. Again, it is another uh dragon and passion fruit stump knocker from Swamphead Brewery. And um Hashtag, hashtag non-paid ad. <laughs> I, I just really enjoy this beer, and I'm I'm gonna send be talking, beer. even if uh, honestly, even if nobody sends me beer, um, which I don't expect anyone to send me beer, but I will talk about the beer that I love, mm -hmm. and this is definitely one of them. I wasn't and expecting. If you, you want to give your this, your uh, beer the the gaming and drinking bump, you can <laughs> send us. Something. We'll put it we'll put it front and center right sure. here. Sure, but um. <laughs> No, the the main thing is I just want to talk about the beer that I enjoy, and um, this one Swamphead's a really cool brewery. Um, I I've been there a few times. There's a they actually uh, so their logo is I don't know if you can see it on here, but it's like a little cypress tree, a cypress tree, and um, that tree actually sits right at the front of their brewery in a pond that they have right by right That's by the cool. brewery. And um, so they have like this pond with a few cypress trees in it. And then there's also like alligators that hang out. Like you'll be, you'll be hanging out, like playing cornhole or hanging out outside, just doing whatever. And there'll be a six foot alligator chilling like 20 feet from you. It's the most Florida thing I've Dude, ever heard. Dude, it's so Florida. It's so and Florida. Very, I love very it. Gainesville too. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. Um, the last time I went there was uh, about a year ago. Um and they were having an 80s i wasn't i had no idea that they were doing anything special that day but they had like an 80s theme party cool. so i showed up just like in my regular clothes and everybody's there in like neon jumpsuits and and uh track pants and whatever <laughs> and i'm just like what That's the amazing. hell i'm like what the hell is going on here and they have like an 80s dj just just playing 80s music and um i got a really cool like neon beer glass <laughs> mm -hmm. that says uh what's it say it says like rad as hell or something like that like super oh, rad cool. and uh, yeah so that was fun and they they do uh dude the stump knocker do you like pale ales i'm not a huge pillow person uh, yeah, i really go all the way with an ipa or um i'm, I'm definitely more of like a an a like, this is an apa yeah um, american pillows are, are not not really it's just that i'd rather drink an ipa 
Um, yeah. Something with a little more boldness and a little more flavor to it. But I'm not opposed to it. I drink anything. Like, I like all styles. The, so. the Stump Knocker is a, is a good, a really good APA. Um, and so when I found out that they had uh, a Stump Knocker that had a little bit of zing to it, I was like, let me, let me get that. So I, this, I, uh, think, I think um, what I have found is that with those kinds of beers, uh, I really like the freshness like if it's a pe- like i went to the sierra nevada brewery and had a sierra pale from the tap and it was like holy shit this is an incredible beer but i've had you know sierra pale before and you know a grocery store and it was fine but it wasn't like this amazing thing but when i had it fresh off the tap at the brewery it was like oh my god it's like next level good you know so i think the, the closer to freshness a, a pale ale is is definitely definitely more than ipas is, is, is like what makes it lizard dies by that yeah and these i mean these are these are a limited run and so this is a really fresh beer probably just brewed like let's see this was brewed uh may 13th so wow. that is incredibly <laughs> yeah, it's fresh. got it's got a date on it from may 13th this just came that's, out that's and awesome. so it's really damn good that's great. uh uh but anyways um hades um so like i said we uh, I, I, I just beat it for the 18th time. I have a note in here also. I've had 74 attempts. That's a pretty good ratio. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's and actually, I beat it for the 17th and 18th time today. Oh, two sweet. in a row. Got two in a row. That's what, awesome. What? Um, and on the 17th uh, time, like, this is just kind of showing you that there's just still new stuff. So throughout, throughout Hades, uh, throughout, you know, Elysium and the Underworld and all that, you can occasionally come across in the river sticks, there will be like a light coming out of the water and there'll be a fish in there. Mm. And um, you try to catch the fish and it's kind of like an animal crossing style uh, mini game. <laughs> and so you try to catch the fish and if you catch the fish, you can then take it back once you die or once you get sent back to the house, mm. you can then give that fish to the chef and he'll give you some kind of upgrade material um, for upgrading either the house or mm-hmm. upgrading your skills or whatever. And, so um, different loops going there's on. There's so guess. many different loops and they all tie together so perfectly. Mm-hmm. But so on the 17th time uh, or, or 17th victory attempt, I can't tell you how many times Hades has beaten me himself. Like I've gotten it's to the final hard. boss. I've gotten to the final boss, uh, uh, uh probably 30 times, but he, he beats me half the times. Especially if you're out of like the resurrection lives and yeah stuff like that. yeah if you get there low on those then you might be uh but i do I, I, i'll get to this I, I figured out how to cheese him but i'll tell you yeah. that in a second um so on the 17th attempt i get to hades and he's standing like over by the cliff on like the northern mm-hmm. side of the screen and mm-hmm. um and there's like one of those little river flashy lights right in front of him <laughs> like <for> fishing <laughs> yeah <laughs> hades is sitting there fishing Oh, is he really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and and, uh, and I go so out funny. there, I go out there and he's like, would you look at this boy? He's like, Poseidon's creatures sitting here in this water. He's like, I, he's like, they will, they, he's like, father, are you, are you asking me to go fishing with you? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, he's like, no, you misunderstand me, boy. First I will spear you. Then I will spear this fish. <laughs> like and then he's like but if you he's like but if you beat me i'm sure poseidon wouldn't mind if you caught him <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did you you beat him i, I beat fish. him and then i caught the fish and it was a bass oh that's cool <laughs> is that the first time you ever got one of those types of fish oh, and now what now cool, what a cool game isn't that great so then like that's the next so time the next time i get to hades there's another bass in the water so now i think 
that's how I you could, farm best. I could be wrong, but now I think every time I get to the the Earth's surface, then there's probably going to be a fish there. Fish. Yeah, I would so, I would think that that's the way that it, that game seems to work. That's probably the, the exact way that it. And is. that's I think it's a way of, uh, because once you get to that point in that game. Mm-hmm. they know that you're there to play the shit out of that game they know right. and yeah. so i think they're giving they you that like an extra, extra an extra way to farm materials yeah. because now one, i'm one more one more snag to bring you back in for another run just one yeah run. yeah so i really i, I think they want to because now everything is so expensive like all the upgrades and everything that i'm trying to get oh, yeah. like they're super expensive and, and they're taking me forever to grind out um but I think it's just giving you a, a little bit of extra materials for each run that you make it to the boss or beat the boss. Yeah, because at a certain point, you can only get, like, the when you beat the boss, you have to have never used that specific type of weapon with that specific upgrade on it to get the new form of material. Until you, you get the bounties. Right, until you get, yeah, yeah. But uh, before that, like, you'd have to have a different weapon with a different upgrade I don't even know what you call those, like the, the aspects, there's a, the aspects with a different aspect on it, and then you unlock a new type of that material from each boss. Um, yeah. So this and, is just like one more. And it, it even goes, be, it even goes beyond that because once you do it with that aspect, then it's locked out again. Right. Exactly. Until yes. until yeah. you get yeah. the bounties, then you then, then you can unlock. Then if you again. do one bounty, you can get it again. But then mm-hmm. after you beat it with one bounty, you have to add two bounties. So every time you have to beat it at a harder it and a harder. harder. Yeah. And and. Um, so it, it gets harder every time and it's just it's such a cool way that they have stacked everything on top all these different uh mechanics and systems on top of each other to just make a cohesive thing um one of that, one of the most well realized uh like end loops for a roguelike yeah. i think a lot of roguelikes they have the gameplay loop itself is really good but once you beat it you're kind of done with it and i, I found this with with dead cells <laughs> who is that it's Parker. <laughs> um, I found this with Dead Cells where once I beat it, I didn't really have a reason to go back in and do it all over again. I mean, there are reasons for it, you know, but, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> Parker, hey. <laughs> for for like audio he, listeners, Parker it, is like a uh, geriatric beagle. <laughs> and it's like he knows, it's like he knows he's right in frame too. He's just <laughs> scared. <laughs> um just like the way that the way that um this game has found a way to keep you playing after you've beaten it is i'll continue to this will be like the way the way i talked about super smash brothers last week i i i should have also mentioned hades in that same breath because it's it's your one run it's another yeah it's it's another one of those games that's just like a great way to like i know exactly what i'm getting into i know exactly about how long it's gonna take yep and um and if I beat it, I beat it. If I don't, I don't. And, um, n- and that doesn't really matter. Anyway. Yeah, it's a blast. No matter yeah. what, I have a blast with that game. Um, hey, so I've got a couple more games to talk about, um, mm-hmm. but I also got gotta gotta let that let it's it go, right man. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'll let's, be right. I'll be right back. Take let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> And welcome back, everybody, to the Gaming and Drinking Cast. Uh, again, I'm Adam Gogan with Travis Casey here, and he just opened up a brand new beer. Uh, what you got there, Travis? This is uh, OMB Brewery, Old Mecklenburg okay. Brewery. Uh, it is the Captain Jack Pilsner. 
Um, OMB is out of Charlotte, North Carolina, named after Mecklenburg. Uh, so it is a traditional German brewery. They only do German brews uh, that you won't find any IPAs or anything like that. So they do a, their copper is their flagship. It's an alt beer, um, like a, uh, it's like a red, almost a red ale. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, yeah. I is, used to go there all the time when I lived in Charlotte. Um, yeah, their, their outdoor facility is freaking awesome. Then they've also got that big beer hall inside yeah. and um, they, they are just a really cool place to, to chill at. Um, Super fun brewery. Uh, I always I, got really, really drunk when I went there. They do have liquor and stuff there as well. So you can, you can definitely. Uh, yeah. 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 I think um, a couple of the people we went with, they would, they would buy shots and stuff. And so that's probably why. So you, um, that big outdoor facility they have when they do, uh, like Oktoberfest or whatever, they'll decorate it. And it, so it looks like a German village. So in Oktoberfest, it's all yeah. Halloweened out. And then and they do a Christmas village, which is the last time I went because my company had a Christmas party there or before we went to our company's Christmas party, we went there and, uh, it was amazing. Like I'd never seen, this was a full on, looked like you were in Germany uh christmas village with all the that's different cool. accoutrement you would expect but all, and all their beers are, are great uh, especially if you like more traditional style less you know american um experimental type beers this is a this it does not get more traditional than what ob brings to the table isn't their logo like a shield with like, like a on it? yeah like a like a family crest looking thing yeah 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 they're they're super old school style um mm -hmm. and it's almost like a german beer garden kind of deal it is 100 percent that yeah. and yeah. um there's not enough of those in america dude there's not they, nearly enough of those in america so most places uh have to pivot at some point you know like your new belgians have had to a lot of the traditional craft breweries fit to pivot at some point and do like you know something fun like new belgium did the voodoo ranger series uh sam adams one of the oldest in the country does all they do all of sorts weird, of stuff now of weird new shit like most of it i don't think is is great um but they at least have to, they try to pivot to something else and then bring something new to the table. OMB is the exact opposite of that. All they do is their German style beers and, and, and that kind of. Um, the craziest they ever get is like a farmhouse ale, which is. It's still a traditional German. Yeah, style, it's, yeah. A ger it's a German beer. Yeah. Um, it's just got some all, spicy all stuff. Uh, yeah, they they're also, all really good. I like They also do the, their, their Mechtoberfest is maybe my favorite Oktoberfest when that time of year comes around and it should be like if you think about how they are the traditional german style brewery they are doing that kind of beer better than almost anyone else and uh, i think it's phenomenal so dude one day one day we need to do a feature where we go and tour breweries where i live and where you live sure. sounds great i think that would be a lot of fun we can, on another we'll, we'll, we'll write that off on our um end of the year gaming and yeah whatever this thing's whenever this thing's an actual whatever this thing's an actual llc <laughs> um but uh we've talked about zelda we've talked about mass effect we've talked about hades i have one more game to talk about um this was the the big big slammer jammer that just came out last week bounce mania bounce mania have you i don't know what that is is this the bounce mania game? it's is bounce mania it's bounce mania i don't know what that means is this the dodgeball game no. no. <laughs> I have no I, idea. I, I bought it for three dollars on the Switch. Oh, you're um, being sarcastic. I see. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell. You really couldn't <laughs> no, tell. Because there is like a big, like bouncy ball game. I saw Greg Miller and the guys playing it the other day on Kind of Funny. 
no, some dude. kind of big bouncy ball game. I thought I literally thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't know you were being. You had found I was one being... of your obscure Switch games that you like to buy for three dollars. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I collect these little gold coins when I buy games on the Switch, yeah. and I I spend them on just really shovelware garbage. And uh, this is the a perfect... turns out to not be garbage. That exactly game you you told me about was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that one's fun. Um, but uh, this one. It, it, there's a game so i say that i never was a pc player but i used to play like flash games and stuff like that. i don't know if that counts Newgrounds. Newgrounds, man Newgrounds yeah. was amazing but there was yeah, this was. one there was this one website that i found when i was a kid called sfcave.com um and i've been trying to find this game for probably 15 years and it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's called snake jump and you you are this like multicolored like rainbow colored snake and you're trying to just go to the right. Isn't that an iPhone game? Probably, sure it's but it's not. It probably, but it's not. The, the The way this one felt mechanically was the all it was was left and right on the arrows, and um, you bounced, and and as you hit one of the platforms, it would drop, and so like you couldn't stay in one place for long. You'd have to move along so that you wouldn't lose all your platforms, and and but um. Right. But the tightness of the jumping in that game actually felt really damn good. And I would, sp I would spend hours playing that game as a kid. Mm -hmm. and, um, and there was a leaderboard, and it would be like me and like a couple other people going back and forth on this leaderboard uh, for the top score. And it was this super obscure thing, and I loved it. And um, this game called uh, Bounce Mania. Bounce Mania! Bounce Mania, yeah. Bounce Mania, Travis. It, I'm, I'm, I'm it looking looked, for it. It looked very similar just from the, the cover art and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my God, is there a game that's going to emulate that SFK feel? That would make me really happy. And so I bought it. And it? Um, not at all, man. So, an, <laughs> Dude, not at all. So in SFK, you're, you have the control to go back and forth. You can bounce around and keep going, or you can go backwards and then go forwards. Um, but you're trying to get further to the right. In yeah. this one, it's a one-button game. And like a tap. Yeah, and so the ball automatically moves to the right, and it bounces and is on this slow arc. And um, if you hit A, it, like, slams it down and makes it bounce again and go. Hmm. And um, it's really bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really, really bad. Like well, with, with some of those, like – it, it, super indie uh, shovelware, for lack of a better term, Switch games. Sometimes that's just what you get, you know. Yeah, man. I, I paid, I think, two ninety nine for it. I think it was on sale yeah. for two ninety nine. Normally, it's three forty nine or something that's, like that. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, yeah, outrageous prices. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I'd say it's worth uh, three bucks. I, I I've enjoyed three dollars worth out of that game. But then again, I also will like put three dollars into a claw machine and not get anything out of it you will do that yeah mm -hmm. or you spend three dollars on like a a you know drink at a grocery store that you yeah consume immediately. i'll yeah. give a dev three bucks i don't mind but yeah, that game sure. is not good it is not anything like, for all you uh millions of sfk fans out there uh <laughs> i know it's it's not it's not an any sfk I'll, I'll tell you that um but so I think that's all I've been playing. Have you been playing anything else or is Mass Effect kind of taken up all your time? It's been pretty much Mass Effect. Um, I am 
I'm playing a lot of, I'm trying a lot of games on the PC. I'm going to start streaming here soon. I, I'll use this to talk about what I think we're going to do in the future here. Um, sure. So I am, both of us are relatively new to the, this kind of thing. Um, and we, we both eventually want to get to where we're streaming and stuff. Um, I'm kind of learning the basics of that stuff, which is a lot more complicated than. Yeah. You're the only one that really has the, the setup the that can do that right now. Right now I, I would need, like I'm doing all this from a MacBook air. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, just I don't, a gaming I don't PC, have any of that. So, um, yeah. I want to do some more uh, streaming. Um, I think my first game is going to be a fresh playthrough of fallout new Vegas, which is an, just one of my favorite games ever, and I've been wanting—I've been dying to replay it for a long time. Uh, I had overrated. Boy, we're gonna disagree on that completely. But um, <laughs> I love. Have you played New Vegas? Uh, no. I watched okay, Kyle so play New Vegas. I think you. This one is a little more. Um, it is the anti Fallout Four, so it is way more role playing. Um, a lot less combat focused, a lot, a lot more decision making, um, a lot more varied. The combat is just so damn bad. I, I, I think the combat and, and Fallout is fun, but I, I can see why people, especially if you like traditional shooters and stuff. And this goes back to what we talked about last week about Mass Effect, how it would have the, you know, the old way the combat system worked is if you didn't have enough points in shooting or in that type of gun, you couldn't hit your target. Uh, and Fallout. Three and four, uh, New Vegas especially. Fallout Four is a little different, but Fallout Three and New Vegas especially is very similar to that, where you could be dead on a target and miss because you didn't have enough points in it. I tend to like that. I think it's a cool way to make your leveling up mean something. Yeah, um, it adds it, it adds an aspect to the whole specking process that like you right. got to think about, which is fun. But I'm but fine I, with that. I can. But see I just mean the way. Do. I mean the way the guns handle and and the the recoil on them and the the muddiness of the way it feels yeah sometimes um, it feels like you're in the last side. i can see that I, that's what I, I don't like i'm not i'm not in that camp I, I i like the way they play it but i can see why people do think that it, it's a very fair criticism um but i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna start a fresh playthrough that i got a bunch of mods on it or i have a bunch of mods on it um, fun fun and fun. Gonna, it, it looks really good. Uh, I, I did. I found this mod where you can start. You don't have to start at the traditional starting point of that game, which I've done a hundred times. Uh, you can start like it, it like spawns you in a random place, and you get a random backstory that you can actually edit inside of. The oh, game. that's fun. Yeah, um, and you can basically just start from you know somewhere different on the map. Which, if you play these games a bunch, you tend to like learn that first area really well, and then like the other stuff you don't see as much. Sometimes you don't see it at all in a playthrough. Um, so I, I like starting somewhere like way out in the distance and kind of one of my favorite aspects of those games is, is exploring and, and just seeing what's in the world. And this is a way to like start on the other side of the map and, and kind of find stuff that you might not have even seen before, no matter how many times you've played this game. Uh, and that's kind of what I think I'm going to start with something like that. Cause I think it'd be fun to stream. Um, and it would, it would allow me to be able to interact with people in a way that like a more action focused game wouldn't like if, if we get any people in the chat, which, you know, I show up, but. Um, hey, people show up, man. Even whenever I was um, just streaming by myself, not even under any kind of gaming and drinking banner or anything, randos will pop in and just say what's up. Like, that's the cool thing about Twitch is, I mean, even if it's not a community that we've built yet, um, yeah. the Twitch community at large is usually pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, until you get to the really big where they're just like spamming, you know. Yeah, then they're garbage people. <laughs> it goes from like really cool to garbage person, and there's like yeah. really no middle ground. Yeah, garbage <laughs> people tend to stick with the biggest streamers so they can get the most attention for their dumbass trolling ways. So yeah, that, that probably won't be a problem for us. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I join think- definitely. People need to join us for that. It's going to be on twitch.tv slash gaming in drinking. That is yeah. twitch.tv slash gaming letter in drinking. So we will both be streaming from that um, eventually. Uh, it'll probably just be at first. I think we've talked about doing um, some Apex streams because you can do that from within the PS4 and the PS5. Mm-hmm. Straight to Twitch. That would be a little less professional uh, because you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, we'll be doing the PS4 share play for that pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I that, think you that could w- turn your camera on for that if you wanted to. but it might Yeah, not be- but the camera quality on that freaking – playstation i cameras is not garbage. Great. yeah i wish so i could we, plug this camera into the playstation but i mean maybe i'm not sure that you can't i i don't know <laughs> but I, I maybe you can i'm not sure i don't know i mean unless i'm I, I, the only reason i could think that i would need the playstation i camera is for, for VR. vr because it's got the two lenses for 3d systems. i know you can hook up like a mouse and keyboard to the playstation i know not every game supports it but you can i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna give it a shot after we get done here i'm gonna set up my camera uh try to set it up on the playstation and see if i can do anything with that and then you know i don't know um we should maybe do some streaming i i was thinking this is live for a second i was like stay tuned we'll be streaming later no but this this is not live so at some point we will be streaming we'll be streaming uh we'll we'll try to get because we basically want to have stuff on our youtube um just content for when people come in and, and they can see us and check us out and get to know us a little bit better. And I think yeah. that our Apex streams, or our Apex, when we play Apex, we say our Apex streams, um, are a good way to do that because you kind of see all of our personalities. Our shenanigans. Uh, it, for good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to say anything stupid. Lights. I'll yeah. try not to get canceled. <laughs> good luck. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think we're going to do that. And also, I am going to be doing um, some video essays further down the line it's gonna those are gonna take a while to do because yeah we do have we do have gaminganddrinking.com um but that's not really our focus right now really i'm focusing on spotify and youtube are you gonna be putting those on the youtube yeah they'll be on the youtube uh at first probably exclusively because i don't think that we're gonna be able to host them on um gaminganddrinking.com because it's they're probably gonna be pretty big uh We'll put them on YouTube, and if we can put them on Gaming and Drinking, we will. Also, I'm going to end up putting this podcast on Apple Music. I figured out how to do that, so yeah, we'll put that on great. there too as well. Um, so stay tuned for that if you listen on Apple Music, or if you would rather listen on Apple Music uh, or Apple Spot, the podcast app. We're going to put that on, this on there, um, and then the video essays—they're going to be long form, so they're, they are going to take me a while. It's just something for me to do to get myself back in like the creative. Uh, it's fun. You know, we're we're literally, we are just having fun here. And um, this, this is what we love. We love gaming and drinking and um, we also love creating. And so whatever, whatever we do, you know, we now have a banner to put it under. So that's, uh, that's what this is. So so that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited (laughs) to see what kind of video essays you you put out there. Yeah. I got to think of a good topic for my first one. I'm thinking about doing something with Shin Megami Tensei uh, Nocturne. So we'll, I would have to play through that game. Um, is that game pervy? No. I mean, no. some of the demons are kind of pervy, but there's no, like, you know. I noticed that when I played Persona 5, that game is pervy, dude. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. I mean, Persona 5 is dealing with some pretty heavy subject matter as far as, you know, like. Like, um, like uh, under and, and, underage sexual assault? Yeah, teenage harassment <laughs> and, and things yeah. like that. 
this game has dark, heavy themes, but not in that type of way. And I, I think, I mean, Purdy might not be the right word for for Persona 5 because it, it is trying to – it's not, like, glorifying that stuff. Like, the, that guy is clearly a bastard. No, he's per, he's pervy. He's so, pervy. That's, but what, yeah, that's the, what I mean. Like, the, 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 the subject like, matter is pervy in, right, it's, yeah. as, as it has to be. Yeah, um, they're dealing with some heavy stuff. This game – does deal with some heavy stuff actually that might not be a bad essay is is talking about maybe some of the heavier themes of persona persona yeah. five and four um but we'll, we'll we'll let you know more about that as we get closer to it um yeah when I figure out what i want to do is this going to be a work in progress and okay and yeah I let me know it. how that goes and i might i might jump on that bandwagon too and uh put some stuff yeah. out there so and we'll also well if you follow us on uh, instagram and twitter we're gonna i, I will post we, we will post when we do something live like a stream or, or something like that um if you want to jump in the chat or you know maybe even if if we get enough people following us maybe even come play be our third in apex eventually um yeah that'd be so. great if we could get somebody from the community to come play some games with us um yeah. that would be a lot of fun so we'll let you know we got some stuff in the pipes this is episode one so you know we are we play. are on um ps4 for the most part yeah. like I, I have xbox or ps5 but yeah. yeah, the PlayStation. PS5. I'm at Travis. I got a PS5. <laughs> well, most of your friends have PS5s now, except for you. <laughs> you and Rich, are the, you, you, Rich, and Sean. And Wesley. Wes has one too. Yeah. That son of a bitch. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah. Wes, I love you. If you're listening to this, I miss you. Come hang out with us again. Um, but uh, on another note, um, I know I talked about the. Uh, the mania that is bounce uh <laughs> bounce mania um i did see a trailer for a game the other day mm -hmm. that i really wanted to talk about because okay. it just seemed really neat it's called davigo d-a-v-i-g-o um okay. and it is a cross play between pc and vr players um okay cross so it's, reality battle game yeah so you've got You've got a team of PC player. It's it kind of reminded me of Evolve a little bit. Um, okay, and, and that's not a good starting point. <laughs> Evolve was cool. Evolve Evolve got hated on. I thought I think Evolve was fun, but um, it, it should have been better received than it was. I think, but the, no, not in that like, not oh, in the this vibe. Looks awesome. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like so. You've got a VR guy who is basically a giant head and hands. He is the uh. god of the realm. He's the Smash Brothers. Uh, yeah, uh, he's yeah, he's uh, Miss <laughs> Mr. Han. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I was about to say Mr. Hands. That's definitely not it. He is not Mr. Hands. Uh, Do not Google Mr. Hands. It's, yeah, um, it's, but, it's something like that though. It is like the I think it's the hand or yeah, hand of God. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Something like that. But anyways, in in this trailer, you uh, you've got this VR. Whoever is in VR is uh is, is God, Mr. and Han. they are hands. They, they're a big head and hands and they can basically smash the PC players who are running around on the ground with weapons and um, they're it's trying Fortnite uh, the way that they're running around it's very it's very frenetic and fast and yeah. and very mobile and um, so the PC players are running around trying to attack the the VR player and yeah, vice versa and um, it, it was just something I saw on like a YouTube trailer before I was watching a, a video I was like wow, this, this actually looks really cool, but it looks like it's only going to be on um, PC VR, which I was, I was kind of hoping it would be on PS VR because I think this would be a game that would thrive on PS VR because yes, you could have 
you could have console players on your regular console playing against their friends who have PSVR. I think it would um, be, I wonder, I wonder how they split the environment up on the PS4 where you could have. I'm sure there's a way and, and a it would take some dev time, but they could do it. Um, because yeah, there's a way, like, even when I just open up the YouTube app on, on PlayStation, because I have my PSVR hooked up, it asks me oh, yeah, every time, do, do I want to do, I wanna do yeah. VR mode or do I want to regular mode? So if they can sense it at that level, I'm sure yeah, they could do something done. with that to, to sense who has their VR setup. This would be a super cool uh, PS Plus game. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it it, would, I think it would get, can you but, buy, like, skins for, you know, the... The different yeah. characters and the, the big head and hands. So you could monetize the shit out of this thing if you if you. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know a release date. I don't know a developer. I don't know anything I can like give you that. that. Information real quick. It is uh, the the studio is Devigo Studio. <laughs> uh, the release date is coming soon, so it's an early access right now on Steam. Oh god, um, that makes me wish I had a freaking Oculus so much. Yeah. You should play it. You should play it. What's what? How much does it cost? It is not available to buy because I don't have a. I think you have to have a. Hold on, I'm, I'm lying to you. Let me see it inside of my Steam. Ah, uh, oh well, don't worry about it. Um, I'll look it up while you while you do that. Yeah, so it just seems like something that could be really cool on on console, um, and that's one of the things about VR right now is that PSVR is the most accessible and it is the most readily available to the masses but okay, all so the coolest stuff is going to pc pc uh it is not available to purchase yet the early access is coming soon not the release date gotcha the, the availability to purchase is coming soon so okay looks uh, really neat though right it does look dope i will i will let you know i might i might get in on depending on how much it is i might get in on it and see how cool it is because it does look fun yeah the weapons um so the VR guy gets to like grab like trees out of the ground and slam mm -hmm. them on people and grab boulders and throw them and then just slam their fist while yeah. the PC players run around and use stuff like rockets that they can actually jump and fly on um, and stuff like that to, to attack him. And so that just looks like a frenetic good time. Um, and it's kind of voxel looking a little bit, yes. yeah. um, which I, I'm guessing is probably just to make it easier on the devs um but i'm down with that art style as long as the gameplay is cool then uh sure. that's something i'd be interested in that looks great uh so davigo d-a-v-i-g-o um and so i think that's a, a good time for us to maybe actually no let's let's talk about some overwatch 2 <laughs> all right so i did not watch anything about this um when it was going on. So I have no idea. The only thing that I know about is what I sent our group chat the other day talking about how they're changing from six, six, six to, to five, five which and is yeah. And the pro players nuts. are pissed. The pro players are super pissed because that takes away a tank role. Yeah. So, so let's, let's get into that. Um, okay. Let's start will with you, that. Will you, so I'm, I'm assuming they led with that, right? Like that had to be the first. No, no, dude, you would be, sh I'll tell you what they led with. Okay. They I'm led with, it. they led with, 20 minutes about th how they changed the sound of the guns. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was bad, Why? dude. It was such a bad stream. This is with the four. It's like this. It's like not Pokemon, but one of those big YouTube streamers, right? It might have been Pokemon, actually. Um, no, it was. It was. Um, it was all the devs. It was the devs. It was a dev stream. 
Yeah, but they were talking to YouTube people, weren't they? Yeah, I, I, swear I, I don't know. They were talking to one YouTube guy. I don't know who that was. I didn't pay attention. I was and literally was like, just there for the info. And it was like two editors from IGN, I think, were the other people in that stream. Um, but so they, I assume these people knew Overwatch pretty well, though, right? The people they were talking to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, for sure. So they led with the gun thing, which is dumb. I'm sure that, like, your Overwatch fanatics just went nuts for that info, but yeah the, but like me I, i'm a casual casual overwatch cash. guy i'm a cash so what did so then what did they get into after the 20 minutes um, left, I think. so it was that honestly one kind of cool thing about it was they were kind of um going through and they were like we call this uh what is it uh, they call it the weapon 2.0 sound pass that they are doing on all the weapons um that sounds like when they did um the graphics overhaul in world of warcraft you know like sport of warcraft 2.0 it's like oh, yeah <laughs> so basically what they did is they showed video of they went around and recorded all these crazy ass machine guns and pistols and rocket launchers in different areas so real they were there yeah in real life and that's the weapon sounds that they're going to use in the game they recorded like a giant rail gun being shot in a hallway and then they recorded that same giant rail gun being shot in an open field and they're like and because of the the weapons 2.0 weapon 2.0 sound pass It'll it's now going to sound different when you're in a hallway and when you're in the open okay that is cool and that. it's kind cool. it's kind of neat but um it's it's but when you're talking about overwatch 2 Right, the sequel At, to Overwatch, like, not, not a 2.0. Is that a, really deep, what you want to lead? Sequel. Is that what you want to lead with? And yes, so, that's what they led with. Um, so then, so, so then they had to get into six v six versus five v five, right? Um, no. Then they got into the new maps, which you okay, know, that's fair. Um, they showed. I would, I would uh, feel like that big of a gameplay change should have been. Dude, honestly, it's, top it's of the thing. this like, is, this is not from what I could tell. What this really is, is the biggest change is the 5v5 versus 6v6. It would have to be. I mean, that's um, literally a different game. And they added, they're adding game modes, but none of what I saw, I think, warrants calling this Overwatch 2. That is, from the beginning, what I've heard from literally everybody in video game, like from devs on down to like personalities, everyone thinks that the 2 is maybe... This is Overwatch 1.2. <laughs> No, 1.2. <laughs> um, do they say if they're charging for this or if it's going to be available to people who have already purchased it? Once? They didn't say any of that, but I'm sure they're going to charge $70 for it. No way. I'm guarantee you they're going to charge $70 for it. It would have game. to be like, because what I remember when they first announced this, they were like, everyone, including Overwatch 1 players, will be playing Overwatch 2. Yeah, because they're going to have to. They're going to have to. So, but it, that means that implies that the, the modes that you already have would be. A free upgrade and then if you wanted like the single player or the co-op whatever because that's, that's the big thing that's right? the biggest thing that i thought was really cool but let me kind of let me kind of we'll we'll All get right, to that in a, we'll get that to to that in a second they started talking about the maps um so the first one they went to was rome um which i love rome i visited rome it's one of my favorite cities in the world and it's super dope looking they've got uh like it's like a techie it's an overwatch version of rome which is fun as hell they got cool cool like greco-roman statues everywhere but they're overwatch characters um and there's like the coliseum but the coliseum has like all these crazy lights on it um they also right. so that's fun and then they went to uh, new york city that's the one they kind of really dove into 
was yeah, made. that's the one they showed in their first trailer too. I think like yeah. three years ago, whatever the hell that so was. So it kind of is like a it's an Overwatchy version of New York. Um, it's like an Art Deco style. Uh, they they start in the village. They go to Grand Central Station. There's like pizza places and stuff. Um, but it, it's just so that's just like that animated thing they did because I think they like destroy a, a sidewalk pizza place in that uh, animated video from like a few years ago. Yeah, so that so, makes a lot of sense. So it's a it's an Overwatch New York. That's fun. But then, um, yeah, when you get then they went into the PvP stuff. Um, okay. So instead PvP of or PVE, PvP. Okay. So five v five. Yeah, so I've got some notes here that I took. Uh, instead of two teams of six, it will be two teams of five. Um, it, in Overwatch 1, you've got two t- two DPS characters, you've got two support c- characters, you've got two tank two characters. Tanks. In Very this balanced. one, they are subtracting the tank. One tank. Um, yeah. Which a lot of people are really pissed about. And you actually sent a link to that. What, um, what were you seeing about that? So that link was basically about the pros being mad about it, um, how it's going to change the meta in ways that no one's really... Basically, the pros are like, you're, you're destroying the livelihood of what Overwatch League has already set up and worked very hard to set up, which is six players on a team. They're, they're contracted for six players on the team. I think it's kind of... It's, uh, taking, little, away, it's taking away like 18% of the team. It is, but here's the thing about it is that they have a, I mean, first of all, there's a shit ton of turnover on all these Overwatch teams as it is already. That's so true. I didn't think that, about that. I think that's, I think that's a little disingenuous to say like, oh, this is going to fuck up, you know, all our, the, the way that we're paid and stuff. It will, but also how long is it going to be before this game is actually released? They have a while to prepare for this. Um, it's not like that's it's changing true. next month or, or whatever. Like I could see if it were like, and we're updating it next week and it's changing and you guys fucking deal with it, you know, but that's not what's happening. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's a little, I understand where they're coming from, but also like, if you're that worried about it, then maybe, you know, learn to play a different character or get that. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're that damn good at Overwatch, like, you're probably going to, you're, you're going to find a place. You'll, play, you'll, like, you'll right? figure out somewhere to go. And, and even if, even if it does, and it will most certainly change the meta. Um, I'm thinking, dude, you know what I want to see? I want to see all these tank players that get booted off their team, start their own team. And then they, cool. and then they're like the mighty ducks of the Overwatch League. That, if I were if I were a guy <laughs> who an esports team, that's one hundred percent what I would. That would be my, and I'd, I'd get a documentary film crew to film it the whole time. It'd be like the last dance part, you know. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna milk this. For this is our last right chance, now. fellas. All you Oruses <laughs> out there, we got one shot. If you had one shot. One shot. <laughs> This is your brother's chance to shine. He's going to get on that Overwatch team. Oh, boy. But, oh, yeah, dude. He's Orissa. What's he going to do with himself? Well, he's still, there's still going to be tank characters. There's not going to be two. And honestly, I feel like tank characters are the last to fill up anyway. So, like, whenever we play, it's always, yeah. like, everybody wants to be DPS. I don't because I'm not very good at it. But, <laughs> you know, I always pick a support We should play some Overwatch after this. This is making me want to play Overwatch. Um, well, you know your brother don't, so. Yeah. But, uh. I think so. After they did the five, how much do you think that is going to change? It's like, going to change they, a lot. So show... that's it's not just that. Let me go into some of the other changes okay. that they've they've got, they've got in store for PvP. Um, so they're changing it from two uh, teams of six to two teams of five, taking away that tank role. They're also quote changing the roles and combat feel of each role. So they're going to now have um, they one all thing roles, they, not just not all, just the roles, all the roles all the roles not just tanks. So they're adding things called role passives, which are passive abilities based on what role you have in your team. 
Um, so, for example, tanks are now all going to have knockback protection. Um, damage dealers are all going to have a speed boost. Um, support characters are going to have a health regen similar to Mercy's current passive, but just not as fast. Um, all, all of them, like no yeah, and, and I don't know. And the way that they, the way that they made it sound was that you would be able to pick, like Your, based on based on this, it it almost seems like you might be able to pick a pick a damage role but then pick a support character then you get that uh speed boost that damage dealers get i don't know if that's actually going to be what it is but that's kind of how it sounded to me from that mm-hmm. that could be good um, that seems, if, if it works out that way that adds a lot of depth to the game that yeah wasn't there. which seems pretty damn cool um then also one thing they talked about was they want they, they really went into tanks quite a bit because i think because of this whole situation that they knew was going to come but they talked about tanks and they said that they want tanks to be more toe to toe brawlers instead of people that stand back and just protect everybody else. They want them to be like the ones that get up in people's business and really do a bunch of damage. They want them to be like a more of an MMO type tank where they're in the shit, like in the front lines being a real tank as opposed to like putting up shields and everybody stands behind. Yeah. I mean, whenever we, that's what everybody is. That's what they all are. You mean, you got Orissa, you got who has her her arc shield. You got Reinhardt who has a shield that's mobile, but it's still just a big shield. Then you've got, uh, Freed, Friedman, Freud. I don't know. What's his name? The the, the guy with the, the guy with like the shield that shoots out in front of him and then it like floats in the air. Oh, uh, Siegfried. Siegfried. Sigmund. Sigmund. Yeah. I think that's Siegfried. It's Siegfried. I think it's Siegfried. I think it's Siegfried. Um, we're definitely so, wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. They're they're changing that though. Um, so for example, they are now uh making it to where Reinhardt's charge Sigma. 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 That's Sigma. it. Not not Freud. <laughs> Sigma Freud. Sigma. Sigma and Freud. <laughs> Sigma Freud. It's a it's a pervy. No, Overwatch instead of Sig instead of Siegfried and Roy, it's Sigma and Freud. No, I was thinking. Uh, uh, so what's his name? What's Freud's real name? The philosopher. Freud. Sigmund. Sigmund. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, yeah. so Sigma Freud. It's a pretty yeah. <laughs> <Overwatch> <laughs> Oh, that would be great. They should make a Freudian Overwatch character. <laughs> isn't, every, isn't every guy with a gun a Freudian character? <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, but uh, all right. So back to the tanks. Um, they want the tanks to be more toe-to-toe brawlers instead of protectors. Uh, for example... Reinhardt's charge can be canceled out of. So you know how when you when yes, you charge Reinhardt, one of the most like, annoying things on the planet is when you you're like, oh, I was charging to do this this attack, but this guy moved because all you have to do is strafe left, and then you're out of the way. And then you like slam into a wall just, forty yards and down. If, if there's no wall, then you just keep fucking going. <laughs> yeah. So he can also do his fire strike twice instead of once. Um, they're, so they're definitely changing it to make them more active. Yeah. Uh, but they did say that those changes might not ship, but they're trying to make all the tanks feel more aggressive. Might they, not, they, like they, might not they be might, part of the final game. Oh, okay. So not like we might add it later because we have it. We're just going to No, they, it they showed like, it. They showed it, but they're like, we don't know. Like, this is definitely not anywhere near a final build okay. is what they were saying. What I would love to see is if they would do like a version of early access with this so they could really hone this stuff. Because um, like, look at it what Hades did with early access. And I think a lot of games could benefit from this, like, you know, beta period where you get the real players in there, not just like your beta testers, but like actual players out in the real world who are going to break your games in ways that you never thought of before. 
I think Overwatch and any online game, uh, especially. Yeah, they. I, I think that they should do a closed beta because if they did if, if they didn't like i mean not even just bringing in the pros but bringing in casuals but bringing them in in a limited number because if they did an open beta those servers would be busted in like five seconds because so many people would get on that so yeah. they they would need something that's able they'd be able to rein in and actually look at the data the data yeah on a smaller level than mm -hmm. than having millions of people jump on at once yeah I think, um, like, a yeah, closed beta, like, weekend invites or something like that would be a good way to go. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick, I've got some more to talk about with Overwatch, but um, I'm going to grab another beer real quick. Let's, okay. take a, let's take a quick two-second break, okay. and I'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody, to the Gaming and Drinking Cast. Um, I just had to take a quick break real quick to go grab another beer. And I was grabbing one of my favorites. This is really, you know, it's, it's close to my heart. This one, um, it's actually available nationwide. So any, any of you drinking buddies out there can go get this one. This one is um, from Victory in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. It is the Sour Monkey Sour Triple. Um, so it's a, any beer heads out there know that a triple means it's high gravity. So it's 9.5% and it's a sour. And so that just all those things make me happy. And um, we'll, we'll just see how this goes after this. Yeah, very, it's 9.5, right? 9.6, something like that. It's 9.5. Nine and five. you, but you can't even taste that. Like most 9.5 no, beers, like it's like. It's a dangerous one because you, you, they go down. It tastes really like a jolly, like a, like a Jolly Rancher or something. <clears throat> um, yeah, we, we were talking about how uh, Adam was, had a couple of those the other night when we played Apex and his skill got. It was fun progressively better as he played as he Wait, did it really no not at all oh <laughs> uh, i was doing good that night though we we did get in a groove at, at one point i was doing terrible at the beginning it was like two and a half perfect. in like two and a half mm -hmm. in i was perfect yeah. and then i had like three more and you, it was when, whenever you drink and, and play an online game i think it's just like playing pool or ping pong or anything like that where you have this skill level where you're like I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Getting better, and then you kind of plateau, and then just <laughs> it just falls. Like you hit off. that point, and then you're like, I need yep. to keep drinking because yep. I'm getting better. Yep. And then you hit, you keep drinking. And then you and hit then the, the next point, and you're like, oh, I've gone too far this time. This, <laughs> this, gone, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, good times. All right, um, so tell me more about Overwatch and uh, what's going on there, and then we can we can get out of this segment and, and do our yeah episode. yeah yeah sure. Um, so we talked about the tanks, we talked about all the different uh, passive roles, which are which seems really interesting. Talked about the new gun sounds. Interesting. Um, there is uh, there's going to be a whole new section of the game that's PVE though, um, and that's going to be that's going to be what I think is going to bring a lot of new players into Overwatch. That sounds like something that I would be super, super into. Dude, I, like I the way it Overwatch looks feels. Yeah, but I'm not a super big fan of just like straight up the six v six mode. It's just not my favorite thing. Yeah, so they're gonna have uh, things called hero missions, which I don't know if they're gonna be specifically dedicated to uh, individual heroes or not. Um, but they're called hero I would, missions, I would and not, unless it's like this is. But they said like that they're gonna character. be. They're like gonna you have to be that one, and then you can bring in anyone. I think else that might like, be the case. I think that yeah. might be what they're gonna do. And um, but they said there's gonna be hundreds of them. Oh, which, so, so it's gonna be like the Smash Brothers mode. 
I don't know. I mean, they, they had different types of, so they, they went over one um, different uh, objective mode, which is called gather and return. Um, and so if you know, if you've seen the, um, like the trailer for Overwatch 2, like the cinematic, um, basically they use May, they use her can her frozen canister uh, alongside Tracer to blow up this giant null sector robot that's in the yeah. middle of the city. And um, so one objective is called, one objective mode is called gather and return where you gather and return canisters and then you bring from out in the city and then you bring them to one centralized location and then you protect them so they don't get blown up and i think they are maze canisters um so that's that's one mode they also went over just different a few different names of game modes one is called wall of death i don't know what that is but it sounds fun one is called scavenger hunt where i'm assuming you're just going around the city and finding different things but who knows one is called kill quest which I guess there's probably uh, it's probably an assassin type mission where you're trying to go kill one individual character. You could um, probably kill them like creeks along the way or something. Like yeah, like exactly. So they went over a couple of different um, enemy new enemy units from the Null Sector, which the Null Sector is like the evil techie the bad guys, the evil techie bad guys. I don't know a whole lot. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about Overwatch if, 4. If Overwatch is the Avengers, which it, it is, like the Overwatch, like a uh, group it would be like the avengers all coming together they and then they disbanded that's what the whole overwatch lore is yeah then i think that the they're coming back together is, yeah and i think the null sector is like the um aim or you know one of those like evil corporations that has like a bunch of robots speaking of aim have you watched the new modok show no i've heard it's, I've heard it's good though it's it funny cool? it's funny. funny it looks funny i, I like i love i love too. pat noswalt um oh does he play modok yeah Oh, that's good. That's a really good casting. Yeah, dude. It's perfect casting for Modoc. Um, it's really very um It seems very rickety. Very very robot chicken. Oh, okay. Very robot cool. chicken. It's like robot chicken and Rick and Morty and Marvel. Do you think had a Seth- three way and had like some weird baby? Is Seth Green involved? Do you know? Uh I haven't heard Seth Green. I did hear the guy that plays Officer Dangle. Uh, from um, from Reno nine one one. Reno nine one one. That's He's- um Oh, I, his name, yes, I can't remember great. i can't remember his name but he plays like their robot maid servant it's <laughs> um, a really good role for him and it is hilarious oh that's great yeah yeah it's it's really good you should definitely check it out we can talk about it uh yeah. either on here or off camera or whatever but it's it's really funny Sweet. um but anyways where was i so uh, uh the enemy units um yeah so the null sector has uh this this new unit called a uh a polar, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I don't know how it's spelled, but it's called a polar. It's like a really tall, blindfolded Gorgon lady. She floats. She's kind of, she's like a robot Gorgon. Um, she kind of reminds me of like if Zenyatta was crossed with a Gorgon and that seemed really cool. Are you saying Gorgon like in the Greek sense or like yeah. from like Zelda? No, like in, like in the Greek sense. Okay. So she looks like she's almost got like a tail, but I think it's like a, like a tech data wave coming off Ooh, her legs. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and she's like floating around and she kind of seems kind of creepy. Um, then there's also uh, objective units like the Breacher. They are basically just a small little walker and they've got a bomb on their back. 
Um, and they walk, they're basically trying, I think this is going to be one of the objective modes. They will, they will walk in with this bomb and you got to stop the bomb from exploding on your base. Um, and then there are also these things called slicers, which are basically speaking of robot chicken. I think they are basically robot chickens, uh, <laughs> that run around really fast. Um, so how do you think that all this stuff is going to like, it's still even even with even with all this though that I'm talking about. These are all like details. Like this is not anything big enough. So you, in your opinion, even though they're doing this PVE mode and with all these different objectives and things like that, it's not enough for it to be called Overwatch Two. No, dude. One thing. One thing. They. Um. I. I don't think so at all. And. Um, Do you let me ask re- you this then? How much would you pay for this? If, if it were like side unseen, like say you got the, the 5v5, which you will. $30, $30. I think that's reasonable. I, I feel like that's what they're going to charge for. I, that, that is the first number that popped into my head. For a 30, 25 to $30. Anything more than that, I would be like, this is, this is ridiculous. I, I I'll wait till it goes on sale. Because if, if every Overwatch player is getting the updates to the multiplayer, which I, I'm pretty sure they've already said that they are. Yeah, because they, that's how they're, they want, they, they talked, they talked a big, a game about how this is not this is what they think the natural next step in overwatch, overwatch. is so, so this overwatch is how they want this is how overwatch they want 2. the game to be played like so overwatch going is forward dead, long live overwatch 2 basically. basically yeah so exactly so knowing that i can't imagine that for the single player stuff they can charge more than 30 bucks like i i just don't see a possibility for that but dude it's blizzard I know, but Blizzard, I mean, if you think about it, Overwatch, when it first came out on PC, was only 40 bucks. The $60 version was only for consoles. So you could buy this, like, I think it's called, like, the Starter Edition on PC for, like, $39.99. So I, I can see them doing, especially if, if, if everyone already gets this upgrade for free to Overwatch 2 for the multiplayer, I just don't think that single-player stuff justifies more than a $30 price tag. I just... I don't either. I don't either. In fact, let me, let me go into a little more... Um, why uh i don't i don't think it deserves to be more than 30 dollars. they spent quite a few minutes talking about the uh i'm doing air quotes with my fingers for you listeners out there air quotes new hero looks um <laughs> like skins yeah they were like we're gonna give these all new looks they showed a mccree which my notes here i'll just read my notes word for word mccree Looks damn near the same to me. <laughs> so you're new, saying like the, the models themselves are going to yeah, change? Yeah, the mo- they, they acted like the models themselves are going to change. But then they like, here's what, how the model changed. Uh, new hair, longer beard. That's all they changed about McCree. Same, same like little red sash, same cowboy hat. Same that stuff changes with all the skins anyway, so that's that's a really weird. But thing then they, but then yeah, so then they went over Farah's new skin. I said looks dot 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 the same, <laughs> new visor color. Instead, they actually went and they actually I remember them saying, now instead of her visor being completely opaque, it's translucent. <laughs> so they're gonna be like a million Overwatch nerds to freak out about this stuff, and then the other you know six million to play are gonna be like who the fuck cares (laughs) then then with reaper dude i literally struggled to see what any differences actually were i said dot 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 uh dot 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 higher collar question mark i'll say this maybe they look different in motion 
silver instead of white mask? <laughs> I don't know. Then, then it was uh, Widowmaker. Um, I said, splinter cell looking goggles on her forehead. Well, she already had those. Yeah, yeah, she already had those. Long, so, long braid. She already got that too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's got like the alien dreads. Then, then uh, they kind of, so this was kind of just notes for me. They use the domino engine for uh, clothes and detail, but I kind of want to see what that domino engine is, so I'm probably so going to look that it, up. It's, it's, it's probably going to be more in motion, like behind the scenes animation stuff than, because if they're highlighting all of this stuff, it has to be stuff with animation, like the hair and whatnot, that has to all be stuff that is, is going to be more noticeable. I don't think so, dude. Gameplay. I don't think so, dude. I think this was just for the most hardcore of the hardcore Overwatch fans. Okay, well, that's really um, <laughs> But then my last note about that was these all look the fucking same. <laughs> that was my last note there. Uh, <laughs> then, um, so one thing that they, that they also said they would change, um, so you know the payload mode where you're like pushing the payload across the map? Um, they said, this is, this is kind of interesting, but again, not something that warrants a two at the end of the game is they said the payload may change directions or take multiple routes. Oh, that's, that's cool. That yeah, that's, that's really neat, but that's something you could implement any time. Like, that, why does that warrant a two at the end of well, it? You, well, no, you would have to change the map completely because the maps only go one way at this point, right? Like, everything funnels into everything else. So you would have to change the entire map. I do think that that is... True. I mean... That's, it, that's it, significant. It, it's significant. It, it is significant. It's, it also is something that... If this were a free-to-play game, like say Fortnite, would just be added in an update. You know what I mean? And I think that's where our brains are right now because of Apex and over and uh, Fortnite and all these types of games. We we see these big changes without a two being added to. You know, it's a season change as opposed to like an actual. But Overwatch was like the original live game, like where they were adding characters and adding modes and all this other stuff. And now it's like they're just they they're done and they're like no it's it's time i think they're like capitulating to the fan base uh, in a way mm -hmm. where like everyone's like where's overwatch 2 where's overwatch well, you, 2 you know what it is is, is it's that old school activision mentality where you need a clear cutoff and then you sell something with a sequel with a two attached to it that's that's what that mindset is they they're not in the you know the overall the the fortnite um you know style of just updating and bringing it. I mean, even Call of Duty has fallen into the same thing where, you know, there, there has to be, they don't just do like an update to Call of Duty every year. They release a full another game. Um, and they've got- Well, that's been Call of Duty since like, yeah. yeah right. act, I mean, but yeah, well, you mean the saying. Activision that's, mentality. That's, that's how Activision thinks because of how successful Call of Duty is. And like previously the rock bands and the, the Tony Hawks and stuff, they've never had R.I.P. rock band. Yeah. R.I.P. Shout one out. Um, They've never had that live game where they just had a free-to-play mode and that was it until Warzone. And I think that Warzone might change how Activision thinks about these types of games. But I think with Overwatch 2, they're very much still stuck in that old-school mentality where, like, hey, no, this is a definitive cut and this is the sequel. And I think that's what they're trying to do here. But again, if they're updating all of those old players to Overwatch 2 for free, for, at least for so you're saying players. that because I bought Overwatch One, you think that I'm going to get Overwatch Two for free? It has to if they because they're not going to cut off the servers to longtime players, right? Like no, but they like, might, I think they might just update the multiplayer modes in Overwatch One. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you will get Overwatch Two multiplayer modes 
Oh, I thought you meant that you would get like all the content from Overwatch 2 in Overwatch for all the people. You'll get all the multiplayer or all the PvP. All the game modes. You'll get the game modes and the adjustments to the gameplay. I I think you'll get some of the game modes and I think you'll get, you'll have to pay for like the PvE. I think you'll get all the PvP game modes for free because that's like the bread and butter of what Overwatch is. And I think you'll have to pay for the additional like. Which I'm totally going to, like that PvE stuff sounds awesome. I'm right. I would, I would, I would, and I think that's a smart way to go about it. I think it's super smart to keep your players that have already paid that maybe don't want that single player stuff. Don't make them pay for the upgrade because if that's what you're putting all the work into, which is clearly not all they're putting the work into, but it seems like a big portion of it. They don't make They're rebalancing a lot of stuff, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, they're changing it to 5v5, so that's a huge thing on its own. Yeah, but they're going to have make, to balance the hell out of that. Don't make the your long-time players pay for that upgrade, especially if they might not even necessarily want to. And, you, and I think the worst thing they could do would be to just – there's no way they're just going to cut them off and be like, Overwatch is dead. You can't play it anymore if you only own Overwatch 1. There's no, there's no way – not even Activision can do that. So I think they're definitely going to – you know, be like, here's the, here's two. If you own one, you get the multiplayer stuff for free. And if you want the extra modes and content, you have to purchase that at a separate thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I've got a I've got a little bit more here about Overwatch. Um, so they are. It says taking. This is a quote from them. They said they're taking the story in a darker direction. Um, they said that the colors are bright as somebody who is a media arts major. I kind of, I, I worry about like, I think about stuff like mise-en-scene and color palette and all this other stuff that, that most people probably don't think about, but they did actually talk about that, which I appreciated. They talk about, um, the Mise colors of, the, of, the <laughs> of Overwatch, dude, they, really they say that the colors are bright, but they're trying to take it in a dark direction through the story. They talked about. They actually, one thing that they, they talked about was their writing process um, and lots of uh, writing on whiteboards. Then it goes to the storyboard artists. And this is all pr- probably in general, this is how a lot of games are made, but it was kind of neat to see them talk about it. Right. Um, it, it. Lots of writing on whiteboards, then storyboards. Then it goes to pre-vis, which is pre-visualization. Uh, you're, that, you have a ghost behind you. Was that you're, him? No, you're, you're, Piranha plant just fell over and knocked your picture. Oh, I mean, Ham might have hit it, but yeah, it, he did. Come here, Ham. <laughs> but it just that was fell this over. guy. Didn't, we didn't for you him. audio listeners. This is my pug. His name's Ham. He, <laughs> God, he's such a pug-looking pug. He's such a doofus, but I love him. And he knocked over my piranha plant, but that's okay because he's a cutie. Um, but anyways, so it goes from uh, whiteboards to storyboards, then previs, which is pre-visualization. Um, where they where they start to try to dynamically animate this stuff. Um, then it goes to animation. And then after it goes to animation, then it goes into the game engine. Um, and that's what they kind of talked about. And they showed the whole process. And that was really neat. Then they talked about how it was the, the opening of the game is the beginning of a war with the null sector. The first mission, uh, I'm assuming PVE mission, uh, starts right after that and is a big kind of uh, a set piece for the intro. Um, then they talked a little. This is all like super nerd stuff. Do I not? Do, should I not talk about this stuff? Or is this? I think we can probably move on from. Okay. Overwatch yeah. I, yeah. I just I I like to dive deep into this stuff, but I know a lot of people don't. So yeah, let's move on. Lots of other techie bullshit after that. Um, it's it's going to be something that we're going to be able to talk about a lot in the future because it's going to be a big, big thing that happens. Yeah, Overwatch is going to be Overwatch Two is going to be big, but yeah, it was a like two-hour-long thing. Um, so, all right, 
next, I kind of wanted to go into, you know, we actually, uh, even after our first episode, we got some questions. I, we, oh, we? We, we asked for some questions. We got some questions from the Sweet. audience. Um, uh, uh, so to kind of lead into that, um, we are at, if you want to send us your questions, send them to gaming and drinking. That's gaming, letter N, drinking at gmail.com. That's gaming and drinking at gmail.com. Or you can send us them on Instagram at gaming and drinking. Uh, or you, Twitter, gaming and drinking. And that is pretty much it. Or you can send me a text at three five. No, just kidding. <laughs> on his flip phone. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> no, don't send me texts. Send me emails <laughs> or DMs. Um, but so Cruella DeVille on Instagram uh, said, y'all should do TikTok lives. What's the YouTube name? Um, so I don't, do you really mess with TikTok? I don't really mess with TikTok. Not from the creative side, no. Um, I've only, I use it when people send me TikTok links. You know, we're, we're a little bit, uh, I think, out of the age range of most TikTokers. I don't uh, think, so. dude, people already love TikTok. No, I mean, yeah, but like. But I don't not, mess with it. It's just, it, it annoys me. It annoys the There's some really funny stuff on there. Um, but I also think like it's definitely, um, I, there's some super creative stuff I've seen on there. It's also kind of a wasteland of shitty yeah. memes and people disseminating bad information and stuff like that. So it, it, you got to take the good with the bad. I think there's a lot of good on there. I think there's a lot of bad on there. But um, I'm not super familiar with, I mean, I'm familiar with TikTok, but I'm not super familiar with uh, using it so much. But if, if people want that, we can definitely you know, give it a try and stuff. I'm um, definitely not against that. Yeah, I'm not against it, but like, I don't think right now that's going to be our focus. Um, as of like what we're doing right now, I think we're going to be more focused on Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, and yeah. podcast services. Just because right now it is literally just me and Travis. We don't have, we don't have anyone else. Actually, you know, I've got a friend of mine, his name is Daniel. He's uh, we're, uh so I've got, we've got a logo on our YouTube right now. That's not our final logo. It's something that I've I've had made just as kind of a temporary thing. But my buddy yeah. Daniel is working on creating a really cool logo for us. He's working on creating some cool graphics for our YouTube page. Um, he's also uh, we are using Zoom for this call, but yeah. um, VMix is kind of the 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 big time standard for, for podcasters out there where we can get like different channels for audio and video and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I think might be coming in to do, be uh, TD for us, technical director for our, for our show, yeah. um, giving us graphics and things like that. So that's kind of what we're focusing on at the moment. Maybe eventually down the road, we'll start doing some TikTok lives or I was thinking maybe doing some Instagram lives. That might be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Cause you can, we could actually come in, I could come in on the gaming and drinking Instagram live and bring you in on your infinite Personal. end yeah. uh, Instagram. And we could actually do just a little like banter back and forth or, or talk about whatever's going on that day on For there. Sure. Um, we're also going to be doing, I, I have to get, I definitely have to get Daniel in V mix for this um, doing some reacting and drinking whenever E3 rolls around. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some, some videos for reacting and drinking where we talk over all of the announcements going on. Um, that should be a lot of fun. I actually, we should make some like drinking games and stuff for that. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to come up with something fun. That'll be yeah. Cool. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to have reacting and drinking um, on Twitch and YouTube as well. 
Um, but right now we're so small and we're such a budding thing that, that we kind of need to stick with what we know. And TikTok is not what I know. And I don't think it's what Travis knows either. Same. No. Um, we are on that note, we are going to have uh, guests. I think we talked about that last week, um, but we're going to have like people like for this Overwatch. Next time we talk about Overwatch, we'll probably have Adam's brother Kyle on because he's actually the big Overwatch player in our group. Um, for our Apex Minute, yeah, he's now. really good too. He's got like yeah, gold guns good. for characters and like gets like platinum ranked and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, we also really are going to have Rich, who's our Apex buddy, come talk on about Apex with us too because he's very good at the game. Um, and <clears throat> I talked to Jesse last night and she wants to come on as well. And Higgins, about, yeah, we'll okay, talk about she wants to talk about fighting games. Ooh, um, okay, yeah, does she so, what does she play? I, she's got a Chun Li tattoo, so I think she plays Street Fighter. Maybe she, she probably plays Smash, honestly. But uh, dude, if she plays Smash. She should totally add me. You should give her my uh, gamer information. I'll, let her, I'll, let her, I'll ask her what she wants to beat just her ass. <laughs> we just let's see. we just talked about it briefly last night, but she said she'd love to come on and, and talk. Um, and it'd be good to have a female presence on here as well. Yeah, so. for sure. <clears throat> um, so that all that's in the works. Okay, and then I have another fun question um, from uh, Parker. Uh, he wants to know which video game characters would we like to fight? <laughs> His answer is Waluigi. <laughs> okay. Very, very fair. Very fair there. Um, what about you? Who would you like to fight? I think mine would be Claptrap. I, <laughs> I would really. Out of really, an annoyance thing or like a. Like out of an annoyance. because you know you could take in. Out of an annoyance thing, and also uh-huh. I think he would have some like really funny, dumb things to say while I'm whooping his ass. I, I think. bet you would get. Yes. Uh-huh. I bet you would get something real, real stupid after you, <laughs> as you're as you're tearing into him and his circus. Yeah. And all that stuff. <laughs> he would be a, a fun character to fight. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know if you thought about this at all. Did you I see? Haven't. It? Um, I haven't. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna think of one on the fly real quick. Uh, I. I think it would probably have to be somebody that is like, oh man. What about the, uh, what about like the, the, the Rush Limbaugh character from DMC? The, oh God. Yeah. That guy sucked. Oh my (laughs) God. Or, or what about JJ Jameson from Spider-Man? I wouldn't want to fight him. That feels unfair. Like he's an old (laughs) man. Um, I'm trying to think of like one of the most annoying things in video games that you're just like, Oh God, I hate this fucking character. I just want to stomp him into the ground. Like, I think Claptrap's a good example of that, even though I, I mean, he's not like super annoying. He's, he would be fun to beat up though. Yeah, he would be. Cause you know, he's going to get back up and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be fine. So much throughout the, <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Like um, the bully Mong and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Borderlands one um, <laughs> rips his eye out. Uh, actually, I think, someone that makes like all the bet like ellie from the last of us i think that might be my my one i'd be like stop doing what you're doing do something different like you're you want to beat her ass though i mean she kills like nine, you want to hit a woman she kills she, first of all she's killed like nine nine thousand people at the point <laughs> that game, by the end of last of us part two. Oh, that's true but that's it's, true. it's more of a like not a exactly fight it's like fight. a stopping it's her like from grab yeah grab her by the shoulders and be like listen there's a different <laughs> way we, you, this how many people have you killed you like, want to that- you like by the end of it like if you want to be like abby at the end of it except yeah. not hung on a cross in the ocean right exactly you you want to be like I, what you're doing is not solving anything and you've 
how many Joels have you killed at this point, right? Like how many people, <laughs> how many people their, that have kids? Yeah. That their Joels have you killed now? And it's like, and which is literally the point of the game. But like, at some point you just want to be like, Oh, stop going down this path. I feel this way in video games a lot where you're like, man, don't make that decision. Make the other decision. Like do literally anything other than what you're doing right now, instead of continuing down this path. Uh, <laughs> but the last of us just, it hammers it home so much that I think that's, that's she, like do, she does deserve an ass whooping. She, I will decide. Generally, she, she deserves I mean, you, an ass whooping. Because I think the biggest problem with The Last of Us Part Two is that it's so long from the time that you see what happens at the beginning, no spoilers, to the end of it, that you've kind of forgotten how angry you were at the beginning by the time you reach the conclusion. Yeah. Of it. And you're, you've for kind sure. of forgotten your, because like the, when the original part happens, you're like, fuck everybody, I'm going to kill all these people. And they deserve it. But then by the time you've gone through both the story sets and stuff like that, you're kind of like, all right, I, I just want people to stop dying at this point because we've killed. Is there anyone left in this world? Because I've literally killed almost everybody. Yeah, two people. yeah, it's 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 a hopeless situation there, and um, you and do if, feel if, you feel bad for the human race in general. Do like if, because it's like every single person is so precious um, to also the, to the killing, movement forward of the of the race. Ellie's killing like seven foot tall jacked ass dudes but oh way. yeah so dude i i don't think it would be Yo! like me beating up on a woman spoilers type you remember the part um at the end of the game when you're abby and you're in california mm -hmm. and uh oh god i hate it mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh there's like the place is burning down and like you've got like this mm -hmm. seven foot tall dude who, who basically becomes a zombie yeah he's, like he's it's like, like how are you on. not dead how are you not dead? You have There's been a lot of fights burned like by a log. Games. You've had your neck stabbed into. Like, how are you not dead yet? There's, and he there's just a lot of that keeps kind of coming stuff at you. Yeah, like that, so that kind of that's, that's what makes it tedious too. That's one um, of my critiques of that game is actually that as a game that's trying to be so grounded, yeah. stuff like that brings you out. It's, it takes you out of that immersion because you're like you this know, is definitely a video this game. Is, <laughs> this is not. This is not how this would work. That happens in the in the part um, too where you're. I think your plan is Ellie when you go to like the the Firefly, whatever the new Firefly equivalent is. And there's the like this, the yeah, 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 yeah. And there's this like huge dude that comes out of nowhere. That might be what I'm thinking you, of. And you fight, no, it happens in California too, but you, you, you're like fighting him and it, it just takes forever. And you, you do you have whatever to kill, the Firefly, the, the village is, the village is on fire. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, that, that I got it confused there, but yeah, yes, I think something that, similar happens in California. It does happen in California too with, with Abby, but yeah, that part is just like, God, it's so tedious. Um, but yeah, I think Ellie is just, I think she's a good character overall, but what they do with her in the second game is maybe not my favorite thing in the world, you know? Um, and yeah. I, I think I just want to be like, just stop. Just let's, let's take a different approach to this right now, please. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you say Ellie, I say claptrap. <laughs> um, and all right. So that's, that's from Parker. Uh, I've also got from some feedback that says your podcast is great content, but it's too long. We've already addressed that. Um, also, uh, Trevor, wrote in and he said why hasn't there ever been a mainstream porn game <laughs> uh, you know honestly a very fair question um 
the lo- uh, like I was thinking about it. The the closest thing that I could think of to mainstream what porn game was BMX triple X BMX or BMX triple X or the PS2 Roses game that was on PS2 as well. You know what I'm talking about? I, like I don't women, remember that the, one. The all female like wrestling. There was game. the man the man game. The man too. game. That, that game. You know why? Because all those games are terrible. That's why. <laughs> like all those games, because they're not actually like porn games. You know, they're not like they're just like look at these just, yeah, they're, they're just like slutty like girls on on screen. They're just trying to draw your eye to like you know girls. But that's wearing. what. What else do you want from a porn game? <laughs> well, I think I think a porn game would be like seduction and you know trying true, to actually true. and and honestly, if you look there at are the those Steam, out there, but they're just not mainstream. Right. Yeah, and Steam has a lot of the, especially for all you birds out there in VR. Um, there's a lot of VR like seduction. Games I should get a you. quest. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> um, but I think the real reason that you because sex is still taboo in our culture, like that's that's the answer, right? Like t- violence and stuff, that's not really taboo to anyone anymore. We've grown up with like Schwarzenegger movies and, and you know, violence on TV, Jack Bauer, stuff like that. And we don't really <laughs> think about, I mean, like that was a huge TV show for sure. a long time. But, I like, fell asleep watching The Wire the other night. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, I, I love The Wire, but it's also very uh, dramatic and slow. I, um, I'd never watched it. It was episode one. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Did you meet Nick Nolte yet? One of the greatest characters in history. I don't know. I it He's, was like ten minutes. You, in. you would you would know if you met him. Um, you've got. I, I think that that's the reason is that you've got like still a very big taboo around sex in general, um, especially when it comes. Dude, to is women. Parker okay? It, I think Sean must have just pulled up or something like that. He sounds. Sound My door's closed and he's still coming through. <laughs> You sound like a seal. So does he. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've you still got this like massive taboo around, especially when it comes to women uh, being sexual. You know, the even women in the mainstream just don't like women flaunting their sexuality. Like it's why you see streamers get in trouble a lot for like wearing you know low cut shirts and things like that. We just have a big stigma around that still for whatever reason. As as far liberal as we come, like as progressive as we get as a society there's still a lot of uh, repression and, and stuff when it comes to sexualizing women, even if they want to, like, even if it were a, a female developed video game, you know, that wasn't trying to be like, you know, pervy or, you know, something disingenuous. If they had a genuine to, message about their sexuality that they wanted to get out there. Right. It would still be controversial just because of how I think we are as a society. There's still a lot of taboo around that stuff. Um, and until we kind of progress past, the idea of like victim blaming and shaming women for, you know, wearing stuff like that. Like we'll never get to that point until we get past that as a society. I don't think we'll see yeah. like, a porn game or anything like that. It's going to be another 10 to 20 years. Yeah. I mean, we've, be, gotten, we've come a long way. We've come think. a long way and we are, we are getting further and further every day. Right. But um, if, if, if my Facebook feed is any indication of uh where we are as a society then we've still we've got a still long, got a long way to go. go yeah <laughs> that is 100% <laughs> being from south carolina and having yeah. having a lot of really ignorant people, people saying a lot of ignorant things about about women and about sexuality then uh yeah we got a long ways to go all right so <laughs> now um i've got another uh write in from alan in Colombia, this guy actually was a uh, WIS coworker. Um, 
and apparently he listened. He was asking if we were on Twitch. Um, and so we kind of went over that too. Um, yeah, we're going to be streaming on Twitch, gaming and drinking. Um, we, we are probably going to be doing some other live stuff as well. But yeah, be on the lookout for, for twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Um, be on the lookout for uh, instagram.com slash gaming and drinking, um, youtube.com. I don't think it's slash gaming and drinking. I think YouTube still has some really weird URLs. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube's stuff. weird. Just just search gaming and drinking, um, and you should. Yeah, gaming. If you look for gaming in gaming space in space drinking, gaming and drinking on YouTube, you'll find us. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions for what you'd like to see us stream, I have a very extensive Steam library, um, and we have a lot of PS4 and PS5 games that we can play as well. So yeah, if there's anything and, you want to see. And also, um, I, I, I need to get a capture card, but what I would really like to do, I, I want to, I would like to stream some, uh, some VR games. Like, have you know how like they can do like the, the VR camera pointing at you and you're like in the picture and picture in the corner and then you got yes. the vr going i would like to stream some beat saber i would like to stream some moss um some resident evil 7 i will it'll probably be entertaining for you but i don't want to but i will yeah actually you know what that's a way for me to finish resident evil 7 if, it, if, if i could get on and stream it i would play resident evil 7 that way there you go like so if, if anybody has some suggestions on how I can stream PSVR in a feasible way, send them my way and I will, I will try to get that setup going. Sure. Um, so I've got one more section for us to go through, okay. um, which is for all you BeastCast fans out there, corrections! Uh, <laughs> um and these actually, I was, I was self-correcting because I went back and listened and was like, some of this stuff, I don't know. And I went and double-checked. Um, so at the end of the first episode, episode zero, last week, we were talking about Black, Black Myth Wukong. And uh, Travis said that was being developed by one guy uh, in China. It is actually being developed by Game Science, a small but popular and growing company out of china and the founder and co-founder both came from tencent which is like big the biggest dude they yeah. they tencent they might be everything. the biggest company in the freaking world they, they they might be honestly they might be like for real um but they've also got 19 job posting i went to their website and uh translated Does it, say it how many's in their studio it didn't say how many people were in there but they had 19 job postings yeah. um and they do have two two studio locations in two different cities Okay, um, so they are pretty big. So they're they're a decent sized company. Um, I just remember when that trailer came out, people were like, "This is from a pretty small dev out in China." Yeah, uh, I, guess, I think I they are small. Them. I think they it did say that their um, reported revenue was only eighty eight thousand, but eighty thousand dollars. So yeah, I yeah. How would they have any revenue right at yeah. all? But like, who knows what's actually been invested into them? Right, I'm um, sure if, if you're coming from Tencent, it's a you're lot more bringing a decent investment capital. Yeah, um, and uh, the other thing that I noticed was I said Ratchet and Clank, um, the newest one came out in 2018. That was 2016. So those are the only two things that I noticed. If there are more, let me know. If you if you've got corrections, send them in to yeah. gaminganddrinking at gmail dot com or Instagram at gaminganddrinking or Twitter <laughs> at gaminganddrinking. Yeah. We, we listen to and read a lot of stuff about video games, but we are by no means like experts in the industry. So we're definitely going to get stuff wrong. So just let us know yeah. when we mess up. 
Yeah, I like to think that I know a lot, but uh, I usually don't. Uh, <laughs> but um, Travis, what you, what else you got? You got anything else, or you think uh, that's a good place? Uh, well, let's let's do our Apex talk before we get out of here. Um, there's some cool stuff okay. coming up uh, that I think that we should hit on before we leave. Okay. There. So we have been playing a bunch of Apex. Uh, I think this new season is really really strong i think season eight was maybe the strongest season we've had in a while and i think season nine is a is a good dude season nine is so good are we about to play some apex after we get off here absolutely okay. um so i'm i'm a huge fan of of what they've done i like valkyrie a lot i don't play as her a lot but i think she's a great character she's um, dope she's the coolest she, character that's ever come out she brings a lot to the meta i think and um she is definitely different from a lot of the other characters and and the way that you utilize her is pretty fun to figure out um but my i think the biggest thing you can say about this new season is the 3v3 mode it's just it, it's it's such a good mode and it, i i thought that i wasn't going to have a lot to to do with it i really didn't think i was going to play it that much but every time i end up engaging with it i really really enjoy myself which i'm very very surprised at. i feel like i'm learning more and more every time um yeah what the strategy should be like mm -hmm. Cause it, it changes all the time. It does. Yeah. At first, Which is why it's fun. At first, my strategy was always if if you don't know, um, the map the maps are kind of set up where it's one squad on one side, one squad on the other. They're probably about uh, 150 yards away from each other, and then in the middle, there's usually a line, and on either side, it's more or less uh, symmetrical. Mm -hmm. And there is like a high point. There is a, a bin that has uh, shields and Phoenix kits in it and med kits. And then there is uh, crafting, uh, crafting materials uh, to grab on either side of the map. No matter which side you're on, you're going to have those things to get to. And you're going to have a high point and a low point that you can attack from. Um, <clears throat> and at first, my strategy was always, dude, I got... I got to go for the bins. I got to get the heels because, because we need that for an advantage because if we both get shot, it's, it, it's so easy to like, just not think about that and then get you shot. In the moment you don't have it. Exactly. And I but, think when we first started playing, I think our strategy was always go for the high point. And then we kind of learned that there are counters, definite counters to people in the high point. Um, yeah. Especially using the circle, utilizing how the circle moves and stuff like that. Um, and you, once you kind of figure out how to get around some of those traps at the high point, you can really combat that and, and make people leave that space uh, in a way that sometimes you can in the actual regular game. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, our strategy was always at first to get to the high point, and then it switched to um, getting the, the bins and the materials because the materials are really important too because if, if you lose a round – and you don't grab those materials, then you are going to start at a super, Severe super disadvantage, disadvantage because they're going to have, you get, you get materials uh, for buying guns and upgrades based on your performance, but also whether or not you grab those materials in the middle of the round. Mm -hmm. um, and if you lose, if you lose a round and the other team has won that round and not only that, but they also grabbed materials then yep. you're starting way behind and, and you, and they are going to be able to have guns that have a two by four scope or, or they're going to have, uh, they're going to have hop ups on them mm -hmm. and, and you're going to be stuck using a scout with a one X scope on it. Right. Or, or a hemlock with no scope. Yeah. Um, 
and, not and, fun, especially and that's, when you're that's a super levels. that's a super disadvantage but what but what is a lot of fun is being able to um get those materials and maybe go down 2-0 and then come back, come back yeah. coming back and, in and that game mode is super super um uh, enriching i think to to the whole feel of that game this this mode is very much you you might think that you're down and out and there's no way you can beat this team and then you can come back from a 2-0 deficit yeah because absolutely wipe the floor with them so yeah because a lot of times your 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 detriment will be this the strategy you tried the first two times right so like oh it's like we 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 tried to get the high ground the first two rounds and we lost both times so what we're going to do this time is we're going to send one guy to the high ground and then we're going to send the other two to flank and then so what they're doing is they're sending all three guys up to the high ground and this guy is just a distraction the other two come up behind and and shoot them from back and um and then you won that round and you're back in the game right and um, that's that's a lot of fun to try it's to figure out the the different strategies. So it's it's a much more tactical game than I first expected. Yes. And the tactics of it uh, change. Are very a lot. satisfying. So um, the other one, the other. Go ahead. Uh, so one thing I think that we do that I think we should probably change is we try to do because me, you, and Rich I think played this together more than just about anybody else in our crew. Crew. Yeah. Um we always try to get that high ground and we try to keep doing that. I think mm-hmm. that we should probably spread out, not necessarily spread out, but switch up that strategy round by round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and we've had success doing that too. I think that that's a, a switching it up round by round, I think is going to give you the most success. Yeah. Definitely trying the same thing over and over again is not going to work, especially yeah. if, you're if it's working then. Yeah. But if, if you're losing, then, I think that's probably yeah, but I think if you've won on the first round, I don't think that's any reason to say let's do the same thing again. I think switch it up the second time and you're going to surprise them for sure. Um, So I think the other thing that that mode is great. Uh, The other thing we can talk about the leaked uh, stuff. Um, So if you if you've been playing the season at all, you've seen a lot of like uh, Japanese looking uh, influences. Uh, Uh There's the a lot of the skins have the uh, kabuki masks and stuff like that that are that are being introduced that look super super cool um it reminds me i just started watching demon hunter on netflix and um, oh you finally started did you wait i haven't finished it yet but okay I, i've started it but there's a lot of the like wearing the mask on the side of the head in that show that mm-hmm. i have seen also the the, the 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 rampart skin um mm-hmm. are you seeing it on that page yeah yeah so, did you ever play uh, Steam World Quest? No, but I played Steam World Dig. Okay, you should definitely play Steam World Quest. But uh, that one of the characters in Steam World Quest looks exactly like that Rampart skin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like them bringing stuff in like that. That kind of nods to other media, and they're they're pretty good about that. They're not as overt as Overwatch in their skins, but I do think that they make some cool nods in, in the directions of those kinds of things. Like yeah. Mirage's Avengers outfit and stuff like that. Like I, I think yeah. they're really good at that. Um, so I think this this event that's coming out, the season eight event, uh, the Japanese what is it? Japan Legacy. Um, yeah, that's I think I think that's just cool. a filler term for it. It might be, yeah. Um, but one thing I know you said you were gonna be you haven't looked at this yet, uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted you I wanted you to be surprised by this. There is yeah. a new uh, new heirloom coming mm-hmm. for uh, Revenant. 
Uh-huh. If you scroll down past the rampart is it, stuff, is it the pickaxe? It's that scythe. It's a scythe. Oh, it's a scythe. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah dude, isn't that awesome? So he's like a reaper. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I saw that. And I was like, oh shit, that is like the coolest thing. That's yeah. if I if I get a uh, heirloom, heirloom that is definitely what I'm spending that on. That That's is awesome. by far the coolest one for me. I really like the Mirage trophy because it reminds yeah, me of Johnny funny. Cage. Yeah, that's um, super funny. The but that revenant, the one that I have, is is really cool. Too. That's dope too. But they're they're all cool. But like, just yeah, if you're gonna me, if they're that rare, you gotta make them cool. I I play revenant more than just about any of the other characters that have an heirloom, and mm-hmm. uh, that scythe just seems really. It awesome. does seem dope as shit. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that they're doing some really smart stuff with the season. Yeah, you got so this I'm fuse. You got this fuse skin that uh, looks just like super hippy dippy, colorful, like colorful uh that looks like a lot of fun it just mm. again you know they they've always done a really good job with with their collection events mm. and even in the free battle pass you can still get these collection event skins yes which is yeah. fun it's that's um, very, very smart on their part it's 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 a good way to keep people engaged even if they aren't buying the battle pass mm-hmm. um and i think apex does a really good job of keeping no matter which tier you're on mm-hmm. of keeping that tier engaged yes um, it's very smart even when i didn't buy the battle pass for a couple of years or seasons um i still tried to unlock all the free stuff and now that i'm on the battle passes it's even more incentive to do that but they still do a good job with the free stuff as well yeah for sure um but let's see da, 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 da. i think that i think that does it for that's me good, in the yeah, apex that's, that's a good place to wrap it up i think uh maybe next week or the week after we'll try to have somebody else on the top on our apex minute or apex rush or whatever we end up calling this segment uh, we're still working out the kinks yeah um, i think it'd be fun to bring in squad up else. no that's that's kind of funny that's kind of funny uh squad trios what do we call trios okay yeah then we bring yeah. a third person in each yeah. that'd be cool <laughs> i don't know um, still workshopping we're, we're workshopping uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyways that, uh that's that's gonna do it for uh the gaming and drinking podcast episode one Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, If you haven't already, please uh, like and subscribe. I hate the people that ask people to do that, but I am asking you. you. (laughs) I'm doing it. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify. We are we are super small, and um, we want to get a community going. So if you if you have anything that you want to say to us, um, reach out, and we will definitely uh, respond and and be a part of that. Uh, But anyways, uh, this has been episode one. Episode one, Travis, we made it through. Hell yeah, we did. Woo, we made it through. We are, we are episode officially, we have two episodes in the can. And We're we the an number, one number one podcast. In our minds. We're the number one. No, this is the number one podcast. <laughs> number one podcast. Just put it out there. No one can yeah, correct you. Exactly. So anyways, guys, this has been a lot of fun and uh, yeah. look forward to talking to you again next week. And mm-hmm. we will talk to you later. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers.